0: Gorge, I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because <laughs> Rod and Karen are hot.
1: <laughs> hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen. and we're live on a Tuesday, ready to do some feedback. That's right, not feedback on a Saturday Feedback on a Tuesday. Karen wanted to do feedback on a Tuesday. Uh, yes. She said, let's just go ahead and go in there and get it out right. the way. Y'all
2: been writing an email. I was like, let's get this. Let's go ahead and and, and uh, uh get the people what they want.
1: So what are we going to do for the rest of the week? What's the next feedback show? When is the next feedback show? I, hell if I know.
2: Hell if I know.
1: Karen just decided. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're here. And I'm just here so I don't get fined.
2: <laughs> we don't want y'all waiting. What have y'all wait.
1: We had a great uh, live show on Saturday. I'm sure we'll talk about it somewhat. Um, but uh, thank you to everyone who came out. Thank you to everyone that bought virtual tickets. Uh, thank you to everybody that spread the word. Uh, we really enjoyed meeting people, taking pictures with folks. The pictures, I'm sure, we'll be posting on social media soon. Uh, we had like a real photographer, so we'll be getting those. We
2: got to take pictures with people. It was fun.
1: I said that part. Uh, but yes, <laughs> it was fun. We had a great time, um, and we'll get to your comments and stuff about that as well. Um, But first things first with feedback, you leave feedback with all the stuff in the show notes. That's how you do it. Look in the show notes, whatever you see there, that's how you do it. You can also leave us five-star reviews. Uh, For a little bit, I was kind of reading and sharing some of the one-star reviews because sometimes people come right in and they're just hating But I've I've discovered today that the person that's been doing the one star, they're just submitting worse and worse dumb reviews over and over. So, and like one time they submitted like a good five-star review. So like I think it's just a person that's mentally trolling or something that just wants attention. And this is why we stopped reading one-star reviews because people would troll and they wouldn't be sincere and and they just want to get attention. Some people, it's kind of like lowest common denominator type shit. They're not uh it's like if I can't, if I can't be your best friend, I'll be your worst, worst enemy. enemy. Yes. Batman, you know, whatever. Yes. It's like I
2: don't want to encourage that super no, villainy. No, and and we didn't ask for that, and you know, and it's also one of those things too, to where you know, for what me and Roger do, we're very. Uh, we're somewhat public, not very public, somewhat public with you know the information we do and sharing things like that. And a lot of times, when people leave these one star reviews, a lot of times their critiques are shit you can't change. So, well, and- fuck
1: all that. It don't matter if there's something you can change or not. I don't. I'm not interested in most negative shit that people have to say about what we mm-hmm. do. I've thought about it. We are good. We chose what we chose. We are. good. But also, just in this point, at this point, it's for attention. Yes. Like reading those reviews, it's just stupid shit. Like this show is racist. It's like, okay, you just you don't even believe that you just think i'll read it on the show so correct uh back to the five stars and it's got to be nice guys we can't party we can't have a good time all the time because mm-hmm. some people don't know how to play for nice let's get into the real reason we do this show for the money okay some of y'all give us money just for doing the show that's it not premium not going to a live show tickets and events just you put a little something on it in the collection plate and say go on keep the party going
3: have your attention you are now listening to charlotte's own rod and karen We welcome the good folks who tie to the black guy the tips
1: that's right today is a new day <clears throat> with new pay palmetto stone magic thank you so much for the recurring donation mr Spam from the mr Spam podcast lindsay b j full alfonso m david c jasmine j james c autumn w latricia c bambi dr professor bambi Mm -hmm. unbridled love kimberly falcons diva kevin w jason f Derek lw ken m lawrence c zachary from the living corporate podcast preston tindro what's going on slang of ages podcast tanisha g godstreet j stefan h and celeste vb thank you everybody that took the time out to put a little something in our pockets a little spending change for us to hold thank you so much (music) all right no reviews this week uh no five-star reviews uh but We still got a bunch of comments on the website, Mm -hmm. on each episode, stuff like that. You know, you can leave comments via Spotify, uh, in our Q and A's, you can leave comments, going to the com, looking up specific episodes and being like, hey, I wanna leave a comment on that one. Uh, Mm -hmm. You can also leave comments um, through uh, YouTube. Like we put the videos on YouTube, Uh, The actual live show that we did, the video from that is on YouTube. Just went ahead and put it up there. You know, I thought about waiting like a month or so to put it out because, you know, for the people that weren't there. But then it was like, you know what, fuck it, man. Uh, Let's keep the party going, you know? So uh, it's all out there, is my point um, for y'all. The first episode of the week was our feedback show 2774 Time to Move On. We got five comments. Apia left the first three about mental health and the internet. You can still find great resources and community online, but you have to find other channels than mainstream ones. A moderated forum with approved users and real experts like on a site of patient organization can be very helpful uh, I think I even donated money to the organization afterwards, and they had very helpful information like that. I could get a specialized therapist on short notice for seven free sessions for my city. I, uh, yeah, well, it's got to be nice, you know, when you live in Germany and your city does stuff like that.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I used this opportunity. It was a well elderly lady who did talk therapy and meditation exercises with me. How great that my city offers this. All this I could research from my bed. I could actively improve my situation. Yeah, I don't think anyone is saying, like, it's all bad or something like that. It's just, it's tougher than it was, I think, at the beginning of the Internet. The yes. beginning of the Internet, we were skeptical. And I mean that as the users. Yes. We were all like, this will be a serial killer. How are you going to meet people? They're going to be crazy, da da da
2: Yes, and and particularly uh, everything is done online where people would, like you said, would not be it. like online dating. People would look at you like the weirdo. If you did, if you date online now, people look at you as the weirdo. If you date offline, you're like, I don't want to do that. What's wrong with you? You go, I, well, that's not my thing. It's almost like the the tables have turned on certain things.
1: Yeah. And so I think we've gone from you used to be uh, the like afraid to trust any information on the internet. Then I think we had a, like a sweet spot of people were trusting on the internet and, and just a little, just somewhat skeptical And people were putting out information from vetted sources, but the internet kind of killed vetted sources for certain things. Like this is why newspapers are out of business now, right? This is why, you know, cable news is always having layoffs and, and why it became more about opinion and talking heads and stuff, because competing with the internet, which is almost immediate information and misinformation, um, uh, entertainment over facts, that kind of stuff. It's, it's candy. It's sugar. It's, it's the thing that your brain goes to first. I think this version of the internet is just giving us brain diabetes. It's all candy and sugar all the time, and it's delicious. And you can go find it, and 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 the resources now have become more loose. So yes, you could go to um, uh, you could find some mainstream resources that you might can trust. I I, I think that's actually pretty good. Uh, I know your thing said. Uh, find other channels than mainstream ones. But I think a lot of mainstream channels can be trusted, but there's now it's like, what do we call a channel? A channel used to be something on a cable station. Right. It used to be something where there multiple people work there with editors and journalistic integrity mm-hmm. and ethics and standards and researchers. And now it's Joe Rogan counts as a, as a mainstream channel. Correct. You know, uh, I would say, um, there's certain people that are just like TikTokers. They count as mainstream sources of information mm-hmm. for certain people, depending on how much you're on there. Right. And so that's why I say, I think it's harder. I don't think it's harder in that the information isn't out there anymore. I think it's harder to sift through the information mm-hmm. and you know, thank goodness you were able to do it. But I think sometimes we find people that just went down the wrong rabbit hole and they're completely out to left field and we're like, what happened to you? And right. it's, they went searching on the internet. And their internet told them 9-11 was an inside job, and they ended up down the ivermectin, I'm not taking the coronavirus vaccine rabbit hole. Right. The same thing, and it started from the same place of seeking information from the internet. She says, what what big pharma CEO isn't white? The ones we have isn't, so I, the one we have isn't, so I know that he is South Asian. Oh, girl, you don't need to waste my time. We was joking. So... (laughs) I'm not even fit to click on this link. It would like You listen to this show too much to be trying to take us literally when we make jokes like that. So I, I refuse to, to participate in that. Uh, Karen was right. There is a new postpartum drug on the market. Good. It's a hard disease. And I ha- I had all the good things going on for me when I had my kids. I wasn't alone. I had enough money and the kids were healthy. No pressure to go back to work in four weeks. But she sends a link to the FDA. Uh, Approved first oral treatment postpartum depression uh, drug.
2: Good, because I remember hearing about that. I didn't know if it was on the market yet, mm-hmm. but I do know that that said that that they were really pushing for that, and it would not be like a lot of other things surprising if this was something a lot of women, in particular, a lot of black and brown women, particularly pushed for. Are you mm-hmm. touching something on your desk or something? Oh, sorry. Or like shaking? Because yeah. I can just hear it in your mic. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I was rocking. I was, I didn't realize that was uh, rocking the desk. Um, and I think, uh, for me, it's, I'm glad, but it's something that should have been done a long time ago. And it's also something because men don't think about the shit that affects women. So women and marginalized and other people are the ones that get a lot of this shit to market. You'd be like, okay, women and, uh, people with vaginas and stuff, they've been around forever, but all of a sudden we hundreds of years in the medicine and it's 2023 and y'all go, we just not dealing with this matter. It's like, well shit, you should have been dealt with it.
1: Yeah. I I think so as well. I think a lot of, uh, I mean, yeah, it's patriarchy affects everything. And especially science. Mary says, OMG. I don't know how long this has been airing, but I just heard it during this episode. Your live spots, specifically the one for Spotify for podcasters. Listen up dummies. I fell out. The whole spot is hilarious. I've listened to it twice and even rewound it another time. Amazing quality work, even on the ad. Chef Kiss. Well, thank you. Aww. What happens is Spotify for podcasters sends us a notification every month to qualify. So the way it works is, well, it was you had to have a hundred listeners. I think they just changed it to you have to have a thousand to yeah. qualify for it these did. ads. So mm-hmm. what happens? Uh, I'm still hearing the shaking. Uh, well, that's
2: not me. Hold on. I heard it.
1: All right, it's gone now. Okay, it's gone as soon as I. Said something about it. Interesting. Uh, but but uh, just I don't know. Maybe a chair is in a different spot than it was. I don't know.
2: I get myself. A I know we weren't recording.
1: You know, in the we weren't recording in the studio Saturday, so maybe I don't know. Anyway, my point being, um, uh, the so you need a thousand listeners and you need to put an episode out within the last thirty days or sixty days. Of course, we qualify for both, right? Um, but they tell you you need to basically record an ad for it every month,
4: mm-hmm. and
1: I record. Uh, like I, I, we could just technically probably upload the last ad or the ad a couple ads ago, but me and Karen typically get in here and brainstorm for like a minute or two and come up with a weird, sketchy idea for each month and try to do the ad read in like a different scenario we've done the church one i think was my favorite where we was doing like the like a reverend um but we've done yeah we've this one was cool like just being like super aggressive and calling everybody stupid for not doing it um like we've had some fun ones and I, i i think it's like a cool thing i like doing live read ads on our show but also i think it's like cool for the audience that you're not getting I've you know, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and a lot of podcasts just seem like they're too cool to read and add mm-hmm. in with any enthusiasm. It's like here's this shit I have to do so I can do my podcast. Right. Hey guys, Spotify, ahead, sign up for Spotify. And I'm like, uh, right, if I'm gonna do it, let's have fun with it. At least, you know, y'all will think it's funny, you know?
2: Right. And it's hilarious when people do actually listen and pay attention to it, you know, because like mm-hmm. right, say we change it. And for those of you that actually always alive in the chat, y'all miss it. So I think somebody wrote in, it was like, I thought I was listening live and heard the commercial. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, y'all get the shock of y'all life. Y'all just don't get if you live, you just get like that musical skip. <laughs> you don't get the commercials. A lot of times also
1: I forget that we recorded those ads and sometimes y'all won't hear it. Cause I, I'm assuming most people kind of skip ads in general. I'm not mad at y'all, Mm-mm. but uh, a lot of times we'll get like a random email or comment on social media or something. And I really will forget that we did that ad. And I'm like, what the hell is that person talking about? <laughs> like preach, preach Rod sign up today. I'm like, what preach about oh. what? And ah. it's like, oh, because we mm-hmm. recorded that a month ago. Right. Evie says I think it's hilarious When Karen doesn't know things Especially in pop culture And during white people news When Rob mentions A famous white personality And she goes Who? That's part of the charm of the show But Karen always knows The important stuff Because she be knowing
2: Hey I be knowing something
1: (laughs) Cue the music She writes So (laughs) Uh -uh,
4: I was right about something Karen
2: Uh Uh Uh
1: all right let's get to the comments on youtube see i think it was time to move on turn that volume down uh we got five comments here Bert says, I wasn't sure if you were married. You cast from different rooms. The oh no, we we're podcasting from the same room. Oh, we
2: they think we cast from different rooms. Yeah. <laughs> I can literally reach over and touch Roderick. That's
1: how good the sound quality is. Thank you. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh the I think also podcasts have come a long way. Uh, now a lot of people have like a third person or engineer or mm-hmm. just people around that, you know, your bigger outlets and people with bigger budgets or just famous people. They'll normally have like a person that does a camera. They'll have two right. chairs with just the mics. No one's got a computer. No one's checking any facts unless someone gets paid to do so off screen. Right. And so I think what a podcast looks like for a lot of people is you can physically see two people are sitting together talking. And it's very, you know, and also it's video now. So a lot of podcasts is very much about appearance. You know, you, you got to have your makeup and your hair did. Mm-hmm. You got to have your fucking best clothes on. And you're doing it once a week. It's a lot of shit that goes into it. It is. And I think uh, for us, we've been doing it so long that uh, podcasting has changed. So maybe you thought we were like these other shows where they're, we're not in the same room because you don't see us in the same room. We are absolutely... Right in the same room, looking at each other.
2: <laughs> yes, I can look him in the face. He can look me in the face. Actually,
1: and um, and yeah, we're married. And I, I guess I don't always think of. I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't think I'm a. I'm. I just don't think of it as a K, hey, Everybody, it's my wife, Karen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, we're doing the show. I figure y'all will pick up on the nuances of it <laughs> as we do it. And uh, I'm glad it was a happy little surprise for you. Yeah uh the he says you've cast from different rooms the mic must be easier that way no cast from mm-hmm. the same room is easier this way honestly <laughs> i
2: clear it is.
1: no delay no mm-hmm. uh when we cast from different places was only when i was in a different state for mm-hmm. work anyway help happy anniversary thank you yay thank you and Harmon says happy anniversary uh sfa says happy anniversary y'all uh Karina says happy anniversary rod and karen and happy anniversary to us the blackout tips that's right is y'all y'all part of it too
2: yay i like the mugs <coughs> and the shirts and stuff thank you
1: yeah shout out to everyone who sent us pictures of them in their their gear uh we made sure to like you know up it and reply and all that stuff uh absurd spoonful says happy anniversary thank you everybody for the happy anniversary wishes mm-hmm. um now let's get into the poll Okay, so the poll for this episode was, what do you like better? Correcting misinformation or riding care and not knowing stuff. And this was a joke poll I made based off mm-hmm. of uh, a, one of the dumbass, like, one-star reviews <laughs> ah! until I realized it's just the same person leaving a review mm-hmm. over and over. Some of them bad, some of them good, and it's just like, uh, that's corny now. Uh, if I'm not, genu- if we're not genuinely getting haters, then I don't want it. Um, anyway... Right? <laughs> What do you like better, correcting misinformation or riding Karen not knowing stuff? Karen, what do you like better? Mm,
2: riding Karen not knowing stuff. Well, the most <laughs> of the audience
1: disagrees, so I have to correct your misinformation right now. Uh, 34% say they like when we don't know stuff. 66% like when we correct misinformation, which is mostly me doing the that <laughs> part. Yes! <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> Spotify is even higher 77% like when I correct misinformation Mm -hmm. 23% like when we don't know stuff
2: and I I can understand that because for us which I didn't really think about this and but I've heard people say this but for a lot of people they aren't always online they aren't always in the know they don't know everything that's going on all the time because the world moves and you got Family, kids, obligations, and all these other things. So for a lot of people, when they listen to us, they listen to us for a source of information. So for a lot of them, they're like, yes, it's very important that the information that, you, that you're that you putting out is uh, true and real, a source of information.
1: Well, I mostly do it for myself because I have a pet peeve of listening to podcasts and they get things, like, not just wrong, but sometimes, like, egregiously wrong, yes. which is human, which Co- is human, by the way. correct, But... Things can really delve into like a conspiratorial hot take, unverified lane. And there and which I when there's no acknowledgement of it, I hate that. And I, you know, not to sound too judgy, but I don't think there's a way not to sound judgy with what I'm about to say next. Um I low-key be disrespecting, I, I don't respect your intelligence after a certain point where it's just like Nigga, everything you're saying is just unverified bullshit. You're just talking. You're just talking. At this point, you're wasting everybody's fucking time, especially with shit that you could have looked up or stuff that's just easy. And I'm not talking about small details or unplanned whatever and i also always allow for the idea that hey maybe you fuck something up which we do all the time correct and you find out some better information or different information you come back with that like oh my bad right. y'all i heard this but that was wrong you know boom that's not a problem i love that that's right actually i i i uh i award you more points in my in my head mm-hmm. when you do that because i'm like oh look at you
2: with the integrity Mm -hmm. I see you you was like my bad I screwed up this is what happened or I didn't know or new information came out at the time I you know I I wasn't here flaming it up but you know what I come to find out you know these things that happened or I didn't have the whole story at the time we was talking or whatever the case may be because I do understand like you said even uh, big outlets uh, make uh, retractions and stuff like that and we have so
1: much misinformation trying to get us at all fucking times now agreed there's so much biased shit that's happening to where it leans into your bias and so you want to believe it you automatically believe it. you walk out on that lie and when you find out you've been used how many people a perfect example jesse smollett i remember one just being like not talking about this shit in any great detail because it it just it feels like the if i see why people think it's sketchy and i also see why people feel like it's insulting to just completely dismiss it out of hand before we have any evidence and shit. And I always say the same thing with Carly Russell on the show. It was, hey, people are going to look into this. We'll see. Mm -hmm. There's no need for me to be the first motherfucker to tell you, aha, I never believed her. Even if I never did, I can always tell y'all that shit later. You don't have to believe me. But, you know, I can always tell you, like, yeah, I thought it was kind of sketchy. But the point being, like, um... With all this misinformation floating around, you're going to get got. That's what we yes. get got sometimes on this show. Mm-hmm. You hear something or read something. You you believe somebody and you share something and it's just not fucking true. Um, and I think uh the difference is on this show, Karen's not the one who gets the topics. I do. Mm-mm. And unless she kind of like hijacks and takes over and does like a Karen thing, which is totally ah. fine um but normally I'm the one that got the information she, she'll be asking questions normally questions that are standing for the questions y'all are thinking about right she'll make assumptions normally the kind of assumptions most of us made when we saw something for the first time and then we walk it through but every once in a while Karen will throw in some unverified things right and it's kind of on some like well Rod will clean it up he'll figure it out if I'm telling the truth. And you know and and sometimes it'll be like a well wasn't it this or that and it's like now i'm on my end trying to figure it out and so there are people that we and as people we've been trained that being corrected is like a bad thing
2: yes like there's
1: a negative connotation that comes with the idea of being corrected like oh you trying to say i'm stupid or something and so i try not to throw that in there like I try to have Mm -hmm. if anything make a joke about it Mm -hmm. but the the point being I can see why uh this is a long fucking way to go for this but Mm -hmm. I can see why people would vote this way in the polls of look y'all not knowing shit people don't know shit all the time y'all actually taking the time to correct some shit that y'all got wrong or don't know or looking something up that's what I appreciate about the show because the vast majority of shows I hear out here don't do that shit and they get wrong, and they triple and double down, especially when it hits their little bias buttons. Mm-hmm. You can just hear it. You know, there's certain shows I listen to that have all men. Some misinformation is out there about a woman, and they 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 go with the worst possible scenario. There's shows I listen to that's all women. Misinformation out there about a dude. They go completely into like, let's go down the rabbit hole. This is the worst case scenario. And it's not that you can never be right like that, but it's sometimes you're going to be wrong because almost nothing is ever the worst case scenario with any human right. being.
2: Right. Most things are gray. So it's just
1: you're going to end up with, you know, and, and also I think people find it inconvenient to, like, look that shit up. That's why they don't, by the way. Agreed. they like, I think I heard that this happened too. And it's like, oh, so you don't want to look it up because you know if you look it up and find out. That's not true, it just looks like you just have a bias about something, so. Yeah, and and, yeah.
2: and also the, the, the thing about looking it up, it requires work. And me including myself sometimes, the average person is lazy. Mm-hmm. And the truth be told, the more you know, now you're accountable. And people don't wanna be accountable. I've realized that, like a lot of people, they don't wanna seek facts, they don't wanna seek truth. They don't want to seek understanding and they don't want to grow because once you do these things, more is required of you. You can't be ignorant no more, like almost like the veils that fell off your eyes. And now all of a sudden you have to view it differently and you can't go back to your ignorant place. And I've realized for a lot of people, they love to be ignorant, like like is they they have an addiction to ignorance to being ignorant and stupid. I know that might sound wild, but it's true because enough of y'all have talked to enough family members and people around y'all where y'all are just flaming it with facts. And they'd be like, I just, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about what you like. They have built a wall up and they just do not want to acknowledge the fact that what you're saying is the truth because it would tear and rip up the foundation for some of them what they believed in all their lives. And for a lot of people they don't, they don't want to change something that, that they've have, um, particularly when it comes to things based off of family, based off of religion, based off of things that's like the heart of who they are and and, they have built their livelihood of uh, a foundation of life around these things. You start questioning and challenging and causing them to think. Most people's first responders to get angry and to get mad and to get upset and have ego involved because I, you know, for a lot of people, uh, when you talk about the correction, pride jumps up and ego jumps up and arrogance jumps up before anything else. Like that's people's first and response. I think also like I, at least, you know, in my opinion, I,
1: I'm a gentle corrector. Correct. I'm not a ha ha caught you being wrong or shut mm-hmm. the fuck up that you was stupid or something like, and I think even when I go on other people's podcasts, this happens. Like, cause I, I also just know a lot of shit. I'm not a know it all, but I know a lot of shit. Um, mostly because of his job, so I don't think it has to be like a harsh correction. But I don't know. I do feel responsibility to correct shit or for because mm-hmm. I'm the thing that I think throws people off is I'm not a you need to agree with me person, right? I'm not, and it, it, it in this day and age, it feels rare. But I don't think it's rare. But it feels rare for public people, people that have yes. podcasts, people that have social media. It feels rare to be like. Yeah, this person's saying something that I actually don't agree with, possibly even like find like bad, like what they're saying, mm-hmm. I think is a bad thing to say and is a wrong thing to think. But I'm also not of the mindset of, but I'm going to badger you into agreement or I'm going to debate you into submission because it just doesn't happen. Some people are like that. Some issues are like that, but a lot aren't. And a lot of people can't be reached like that. But being able to say, hey, 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 let's work off the correct facts. Yes, that I I do believe in. I like you. Still might arrive at a conclusion I disagree with, mm-hmm. but it's a difference. Like it's like the difference between saying uh, the vaccine was a huge one because people would have misinformation, and you would see people say stuff like, "Well, it's like what they did with the Tuskegee experiments," and you're like, "No, let's base it off of facts." Here's what that was. Right now, you could still say I. You could know what it is, still walk away and say. Well, there's something in that that still makes me mistrust the idea of government healthcare. Agreed. I, and and you be totally that's totally within your rights, but it's not the same. And if we can't operate in facts, then we can't really talk,
2: right? Because we have to be based in the same reality. If we are not based in the same reality, based in the same truth, why are we talking? Because the thing is, if if we're there. And we can talk and we come out with, with two different opinions. Fine. But it, the foundation of what we talk about needs to be based in some reality and some truth and the reality of what's happening and what's going on right now. And I think too many people aren't based in reality and they aren't based in facts. And then they want to have these conversations. And I'm like, I can't talk to you because the the, the start of this conversation is not starting from the same point. And so why waste my time, energy, and effort into this when neither one of us, and I'm not going to say change our minds, but when neither one of us are going to actually have a true understanding. And I can even understand where you're coming from and why you feel the way you do, but a lot of people, they don't want to reciprocate that, and that's a problem. They and and, and, and and I understand because a lot of people only because people are human, including myself and we're selfish and we can only look at life through our eyes, which is completely understandable. But if you have any type of empathy, sympathy or understanding or compassion, you would actually understand another person's perspective, even if you don't agree with them.
1: Uh, So the Q&A was get your virtual tickets for it's too late. That was uh gave you a week to figure it out. Um, Carrie says, got mine. You better get yours. Uh, I got mine. You better get yours. Get yours. Happy anniversary to you two. 21 happy years of marriage is an incredible accomplishment. Can't wait to see y'all virtually at the live show. Thank you. Yay. Fifi says, okay, we'll do. Regarding nerd mansplaining, favorite part of Barbie was the nerd mansplaining part, Godfather, and music breakdowns. I lived in that world with music and Star Wars. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Sorry, Fifi. Mm-hmm. Jane says, happy anniversary, Rod and Karen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you that reminds me at some point we need to go in the other room and get the gifts that people brought us but uh i'll 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 do it during one of the music breaks or something okay uh oh yeah shit matter of fact we should have a music break right now i'll just take care of this right now i'll be right back everybody um (laughs) It's going to distort some stuff on the other side, but that's what we do over here. We knock. Shout out to DJ Jaffa. Um, On to the next episode, which was Union Talk. This is where I broke down the WGA SAG strikes. Yes, sir. Because I had to let JL Covan know.
2: <laughs> the day before he came on.
1: Before he came on, not to be coming on here with no bullshit. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> but, uh, nah, I, I did listen to Rain On Your Parade and... It just made me think about when I was listening to his argument, thinking about the holes in the argument, you know, from a legal perspective, um, uh, in an argument debates perspective, I was just like, someone, maybe I haven't made the case because I just didn't want to sound like another motherfucker telling people that I, something I find to be obvious, <laughs> uh, but it made me want to make the case for it, and so we spent a lot of time doing that.
2: And I really enjoyed that conversation. It was a very in-depth conversation and, and it allowed us to actually express some of the things and some of the ways we feel. Cause like I said, we really hadn't talked about, it. I hadn't really talked about it online. I've seen things i you know, bought t-shirts and stuff, you know, supporting, you know, the calls and all that stuff. And, you know, we're not in uh, you know, New York or LA or anything like that. But if we would,
1: I was in New York twice during this shit. So yeah, I, yeah we are in new york for the purposes of this discussion
2: oh but 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 yeah i mean when i'm saying is, i if i would have been there i would have participated in right. the strike itself i hear you. you know so that's why i bought t-shirts and things like that um all right let's get into the
1: comments on this one mary says thanks for talking about the strikes i was also surprised by how many people thank me for talking about it because i in my mind and it's probably because of the, the social media and just the people i work with mm-hmm. I've been thinking everybody's inundated with just talking about the strike and wants a relief. Even my friends, like, we'll text, and they might text something about the strike, and, you know, I'm definitely willing to talk to them. But I also, a lot of them kind of need to be cheered up. It's not like a, hey, yeah. let's wallow in this. It's like, man, let's talk about some other shit that's happening in our lives because it fucking sucks. Right. Uh, especially if that's your main form of getting money this right. fucking sucks it's been almost 120 goddamn days right and these greedy motherfuckers keep talking and saying more bullshit sounding like super villains i and, it, and it's just emblematic of every industry it's not like getting jealous because of one industry is just kind of ridiculous because it's like well the car people are going on strike very soon and mm-hmm. it's just it's they're going systemically industry by industry. Capital, capitalism is at a fucking crossroads, and it's the individuals are pushing back. And these fucking CEOs are sound like fucking Spider-Man villains.
2: Yes, they are. Mari says, Thank- so- "Mary, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sound like we watching a clip in Batman." Yeah,
1: I, I honestly, guy, like I, uh, it's so bad. I honestly. Don't know, like I saw a thing today where I'm sure it's real. I'm sure it's real. But it's so bad. I'm like, is this real? Like, I don't know if y'all ever had that feeling, but this journalist shared this clip. I'm going to play it for Mm y'all. And it's not about movie industry. It's something else. But um, he's a CEO of a company and he's talking about, uh, he's property developer and CEO Tim Gurner. We need, I'll just let it, I'll play it. Hopefully y'all can hear it.
5: I think the problem that we've had is that we've, you know, we we have people decided they didn't really want to work so much anymore through COVID and that has had a massive issue on productivity. You know, tradies have definitely pulled back on productivity. You know, they they have been paid paid a lot to do not too much in the last few years and we need to see that change. We need to see unemployment rise. Unemployment has to jump 40, 50 percent in my view. We need to see pain in the economy. We need to remind people oh that they God. work for the employer, not the other way around. I mean there is a what? there's been a systematic change where employees feel the employer is extremely lucky to have them.
4: Yes, um, you as are a bitch to the other
5: way around. So it's a dynamic that has to change. We've got to kill that attitude and that has to come through hurting the economy, which is what the whole global you know, the the world is trying to do. The governments around the world are trying to increase unemployment to get that to some sort of normality, and, right, and we're seeing it. I think every employer now is seeing it. I mean, there is definitely massive layoffs going off. People might not be talking about it, but people are definitely laying people off, and we're starting to see less arrogance in the employment market. And that has to continue because that will cascade across the cost balance.
2: Yeah, and and the thing is, everything he's saying is false. Like you know, I mean, and, and just because you're a CEO, it don't mean anything. Productivity actually went up during COVID. People were like really working their asses off during COVID, and yes. The tables have changed because it's one of those things where employees for the first time realized that the power was in their hands so all you're saying is we don't want the power to be in your hand we want to dictate what you do how much you get paid and bitch you better like it no matter how much we fuck you over no matter how little we pay you you better fucking like it because we said so and the thing is yes you're lucky because at the end of the day you can be replaced bitch if the lowest level of people like if the wheels fall off a car the car ain't motherfucking running no matter if you got a goddamn driver in or not if the engine decides to quit the bitch ain't running and that's the thing yeah they think they're so goddamn important and they're not
1: well what i think is interesting is that i guarantee you he doesn't feel that way about himself at the job that he works at right and technically a ceo is supposed to work for the stockholders and all this other shit the board but i guarantee you he feels he brings an intrinsic value to the work that he does that cannot be replaced by just replacing him and that he's valuable and he should be valued. And I guarantee you he has cushy offices, cushy Mm -hmm. gigs, cushy hours, cushy transportation, Mm -hmm. people paying for meals, all kinds of business shit. So for him to even say that shit is basically him saying, I am more important than everyone else and you should be made to feel less important so that I, so you recognize that nothing's more important than the company except me. I'm more important. I When I leave this job, I want a golden parachute package. And um, it's funny how they're like, that attitude is reserved for me. And I, that's every industry. That's so many CEOs. That's so many people at the top. And now they're at a breaking point with inflation, with wage stagnation. And people are unionizing. There's places that have unions that didn't have unions even five years ago, ten years ago. Why do they have unions? Unions don't form out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Unions always happen because people are getting fucked. There's never been a union that was started because everybody had it too good and got greedy. It's always like, well... uh, My my son, my thirteen year old son was working in the in at the at the paint machine factory and ripped his fucking arm off and they're like, Fuck you, back to work. And it's like, well, damn, I guess we gotta start a union. All our sons
2: got no arms, and that's how the union starts. That's how union starts. You know how union starts when you working at a plant and you have mandatory overtime whenever they fucking feel like it. So you get ready to get off work to go pick your child up, and all of a sudden they tell you you have to work a double. And you was like, Bitch, I can't. You know what? I can fire you, I can penalize you, I can pto you know take away your pto whatever it is so you're punishing me for the most ridiculous they, ass shit and then you they, wonder why people unionize they sound like fucking villains
1: right and so and i mean and like this is the thing not to make it so much of a tangent but also this is one of the reasons i'm not really i don't really equate like black people's capitalism with this it's not the same to me Mm-mm like as fucked up as you might think jay-z is i've never heard him say something this fucking evil right like i i heard him say shit about selling crack that was less evil than what this man just said and they put this man in a suit in a room to talk to us like we're being lectured to and to go what great ideas what great ideas this man must have it's, it's soulless but um anyway so i i feel like when I see shit like that I feel like oh do I even need to talk about this isn't it obvious but I'm glad I talked about it and I think everyone who said thank you for talking about it Mm -hmm. Uh, she goes on to say "Um, I live in LA and it's impossible to escape it since you're you're basically one person removed from knowing someone who's in entertainment whether behind the scenes as a writer or a grip or set design or even as as, uh, your waitress who probably was a background person in a commercial spot Mm -hmm. it is a huge part of the economy here so it will be interesting to see the far-reaching effects including no red carpets for stylists to dress hair and makeup people restaurant clubs losing business because there are no premieres or screening parties but while it's in the angelo lino's faces i imagine for the majority of u.s hollywood is very far removed and with an image of very rich people living a fancy life nah they shot where i do lol and that's for unions during prior strikes the studios have been able to fall back on unscripted reality content but bethany frankel is now trying to organize reality stars to also unionize so that's an added twist yeah also um a lot of those people that are reality stars are now sag after people because they wanted to get into acting and so because of the union they're not allowed to just go and do whatever the fuck they want to do Mm-mm. there are certain type of shows that you can be covered and like Drew Barrymore starting her show back with no writers um, and getting fucking fried for it and her her writers I, I know a guy who's the head of the late night uh, writers uh, you know union space Greg uh, he's been on the show Greg Iwinsky. he's been mm-hmm. on the show we talked about Star Wars and a bunch of shit mm-hmm. um, he, he, he's like yeah we're picketing outside Drew Barrymore who films in the same studio we have did Game Theory by the way okay. we're picketing outside her writers are part of the picket line think about that when the fucking show starts back with writers you gotta come in and work for this motherfucker this, that's crazy But, yeah, they they don't care. They just want to move on. And the last thing I'll say about this part is it's not the writers and the actors in Hollywood making people care. Mm -mm. You motherfuckers care about this probably more than anything in America. Mm -hmm. The average American person, I don't think is right, but these are our values. Matter of fact, I'm not even going to call it right or wrong. These are our values. When the teachers pick it, we don't care. When the bus drivers pick it, we don't care. Right, We want them to get back to work, but we don't, like, care about them as people. We don't seek out their stories. We don't follow bus drivers on Twitter and shit. When Amazon was doing that shit, it was that one dude that had a pretty charismatic approach, and people liked that one black dude, but they didn't really care. They were still ordering for Amazon. They wanted their packages there the next day. Correct. And the difference is we do so much celebrity worship and entertainment Uh, gorging in America this is the thing we care about we care about this we care about sports we care so when those industries have a break or shut down we'll care about this more than the fucking cars so don't blame the actors and the writers for that shit you don't care about those people Mm -mm. Don't, don't fake throw them up to try to act like this is different no 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 you haven't looked for the stories of the Detroit people organizing you're not you they don't have the podcast. They don't have the TV show you watch. Okay. You don't buy a car every week. You don't binge their content, even when you claim to hate it. You don't spend all the money on their right. streaming services and shit. So the truth of the matter is, we do care more about this superficial bullshit. So this is why you're paying attention in the union speak now, because it's hitting you in the one area you give a fuck. Right. Um, but yeah, she goes on to say, um, uh all I know is a lot of people who have entertained us and brightened our days are having a difficult time and are worried about an uncertain certain future. Hope something gets worked out. Yeah, and, and for the record, I'd feel that way. Um matter of fact, great news because I brought it up I think this episode. The restaurant, the restaurants relented in California, and it looks like restaurant workers, through their organizing, are about to get a $20 an hour minimum salary in California. Let's go. That's fast food restaurant workers. Mm -hmm. Let's go. I love that shit. Let's go. You know, because I and 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 that was the compromise that was reached because the restaurants were lobbying against these
2: causes. Of course, because they don't want to pay.
1: But people stuck together enough for them to say, "Fuck it, twenty
2: dollars." You know, right? Because they was like, "We can't keep having all these walkouts. We can't keep having McDonald's just shut down in the middle of a a lunch rush." Because people like motherfucker, you don't pay me, fuck them fries.
1: And I'm sure $20 is probably not enough of some... I don't know enough. I know California cost of living is high mostly. Mm -hmm. I don't know enough. But it's got to be better than whatever the fuck it was before. So good for them.
2: Yes. It is more than minimum wage. Appiah says,
1: I understand the people who strike completely. The money is there. It's just distributed in an unfair way. People who produce the product are struggling while the CEOs, as far as I've seen, all men, are getting super rich. We should save them from themselves. We see what happens to men who are becoming billionaires. Just look at Elon. They are not doing well. They don't know what to do with themselves and want to fight in cages. I would still <laughs> like to comment on this page. Even if I'm a white, a genetically mostly Euro- Eastern European woman, please don't take it away from me. My life is hard with the big pharma and the housework and other <laughs> stuff. Not the hardest I know. <laughs> we won't take it away. The job rigor, it sounds like a trap. It even looks like a trap. I just looked it up. I don't know what it, is, what it was. Is this a real job or some kind of trick? It's a real job. Well, it's some kind of trick for them black people that got that racism thrown at them. <laughs> Yes, it was, but it's the real job. EVE says, Bill Maher's an asshole and has been for a very long time. I think he's actually, he actually understands the gravity of the writer's plight, but he doesn't care because the strike is, is inconveniencing him. Right. Yeah, he's very... Um, I was with Black Lives Matter until they protested and interrupted my brunch type of energy. Mm-hmm. Like, he got that kind of energy to me, and I, I'm sorry I can't fuck with that. It's so... Uh, it's it's just it's it. I think I've just had too many bad experiences with white people that, not even white people, but people who seem to be cool till it was some shit that bothered them, and then it was like, nah, fuck this. Right. And I'm like, I don't know. There's certain causes I could understand that, but when it's someone's humanity, it feels like a, the wrong place to pull this shit. Right. And he's done that several times over the years yes, with is. a bunch of different issues that I feel are like that. And uh keep in mind he came to prominence because he was a contrarian. And I think he and I feel this myself somewhat. The new contrarian point of view is this kind of well, it's not new for white people, but this it's new for the white people of the left to try to pull the like libertarian shit. It's actually not even that new. But you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. that's his 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 contrarianism is well, I smoke weed, I fuck black prostitutes um clearly i'm a cool guy and i happen to have a bunch of conservative views as well and i don't like black lives matter and i don't like millennials and i don't like this so like you know i'm kind of i'm kind of just giving it to everybody you can't pin me down but to me he just sounds like a republican that smokes weed at this point Mm mm-hmm uh, thanks for breaking down what the strike was about is about. I was already pro WGA, but I learned some things I was wasn't really already aware of. Well, so I'm glad it helped. Yay. Uh, let's see comments on uh, YouTube. The home I, the home I create heart emoji. John, <laughs> so like John says, Rod, those edibles must have really been hitting, and it's a five second clip of the show, which I'll I'll try to play the clip. Because you can uh, take YouTube and say, like, look at the clip from this moment to this moment. And oh, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, so from here to Much here. Much
2: money, it's some drugs, some kingpin, some gangster, a setup. You better you better return that shit in. They're going to come after you. Wor- Withington says it felt like he wanted to. Chad. Chad. Oh. Child. <laughs> You know, the drugs must have been. Hitting, you, <laughs> you like to that miss emotion. when I say that.
1: Yeah, uh, that's just a window into our regular everyday life. <laughs> Ain't it, though? Yeah. <laughs> I do that all the time to Karen. I, I just normally don't do it on the podcast. $1,000 a cash land in a parking lot. So you decide to keep it.
2: Chad. Chad, I be telling people. Child. That mo- <laughs> That's hilarious.
1: I was <laughs> just acting stupid, guys. Um <laughs> uh jinxful says one of the most nefarious things about system of systems of oppression is how they make it so easy for the oppressed to turn our anger towards each other instead of the oppressor Mm -hmm. everyone across the multiple job types and industry talks about having bad work situations being overworked and underpaid etc etc but as soon as one group decides to fight for better conditions everyone else jumps on them yes
2: Mm mm-hmm Yeah, like I said, workers versus workers.
1: I don't understand it. It's also why I think so many of us find unemployment and being laid off to be isolating because we're not coming together based off that experience. We're looking at it like duck, duck, goose like, oh, you, your turn to be the duck or whatever the fuck. We're not, you know, like, yeah, I remember being laid off and that was a very lonely feeling, you know, and uh. It messed with my self-esteem and my self-worth to a certain extent. And I had to like build myself back up from all that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, and it took a long time. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like I did anything wrong, but yeah, I, I don't need that. And then on top of that, some motherfucker telling me like you entitled bitch, you, at least you don't work at Wendy's or whatever. It's like, what, what are you talking about?
2: Right. And particularly here in America, the way we look at work, your worth, and who you are, and for some people, even their identity is tied to their job. And that's very, particularly when you're younger, that's very, very dangerous. Young people have a tendency to buy into "we're family and all this other bullshit that they try to pump into you and and indoctrinate you into that bullshit, but it's not real uh, at all, because you're not family. Family can't fire you from a job unless you work for your family, you know, and shit like that. So it's one of those things to where we already look at work that way and let's say you get laid off by under no fault of your own people have a tendency they don't want to share they don't want to tell nobody it's almost like a death when you tell somebody you lost your job you know uh and studies and statistics have shown that when most people get laid off for a lot of people they say their health goes up they start losing weight they, they, they start getting healthier. They'll start spending more time with their kids. They'll start vacationing. A lot of them, people will start their own businesses. They talk about all these positive things that can come out for from people, you know, losing their jobs for whatever reason. But nobody ever talks about that part of it. Everybody always talks about the woe is me. And also a lot of people rush to other jobs because in this country, if you're not working, quote unquote, what the fuck are you doing with your life? When you literally need to take the time, that's the best time. Bet it out. You know, determine, you know what? I, I, mean, I mean, if you and you shit, bitch. That's if you
1: have those privileges, Correct. those luxuries. If you have those Everybody luxuries, don't yes. have that shit. And, Agreed. The lot, and the way shit is getting so cutthroat now, you're not getting the severance people used to get. You don't have mm-hmm. the unemployment undergirding society the way it used to in a lot of states it's just shout out to republicans yeah it's very fucked up so yeah i it it, but it is instead of it being a unifying thing of a bunch of people coming together in a bunch of industries with all these layoffs and being like man this is some fuck shit instead it's like uh you weren't even going into the office every week or something just like why are we working worried about that right We've been conditioned to lack empathy and understanding for the people right next to us. It's so wild. As y'all mentioned, the major corporations who we know are exploitative and we will call them out for it when it affects our pockets. Do not get any of this energy from folks. I don't really understand it. I think you are on to something with the contrarian comment, Rob, because I can definitely see that being part of it. Maybe some people are just so addicted to being contrarian for views that they aren't even thinking about it like that. This is just an opportunity for them to generate content. Yeah, that's just a lot of, that's just what the internet is for a lot of people now. It's a content machine. It's, nothing's real. No person is real. It's just what's an angle to get the views. I saw some folks on social media, influence the content creation spaces, talking down on the strike. when When I'm willing to put money on it, that they've been, they've complained about the monetization of these different platforms. Yeah, we all live at the whims of that shit. It's mm-hmm. funny when you see a content creator talk like that because almost all those content creator people would like to be in the industry, and a lot of them yes. feel like here's my chance to slam these people. Who i feel like are ahead of me for no reason
2: correct and
1: uh who i feel like i'm competing with Mm -hmm. uh and they have more resources than i do because of unions um and i think uh i i think that's what a lot of this stuff boils down to uh i remember feeling things like i would say certain things on the show about certain people or certain topics and while i do find some of the shit they do and say to be reprehensible i was like oh man i'm spending a lot of my podcast talking about their podcast Mm -hmm. and i stopped that shit because basically what that means to me is i'm saying this person's ahead of me they're a news source they're better than me i'm also low-key jealous i want to be that i want you know but They're not talking about me. I'm talking about them. Right. So, so like, what am I doing? Like, how am I distinguishing myself? I don't want to be the person that is fundamentally reliant on this person's content to make mine. And Mm -hmm. that is kind of what social media and a lot of stuff has become. It's funny talking to JL the next day when we talked about TikTok, but that's... Even the people that just do TikToks hating on somebody else's TikTok is still relying on that original person's content to make content. So, you know, I'm I'm aware of it. Everything's derivative to some extent, but I think you need to know your motivations of of what you're deriving. Is it a jealousy motivation? Is it an envy motivation? Are you, you know, are you angry about your your own shit and you taking it out on other people? Right. You got to know that stuff because it matters a lot.
2: Right. And that causes self-reflection and i've realized <clears throat> i said this before and i said this again people don't like to self-reflect <laughs> mm-hmm. you know because self-reflect requires change self-reflect requires oh i need to fix this shit but a lot of people like sitting in a broken ass situation and they're happy with it being broken it's, it won't get fixed until you decide to put the shit back together again I also wonder
1: if jealousy plays a role, too. People see other people, others putting in the work to make changes for themselves, and maybe they get upset because they don't have the gall to do it themselves. We've been conditioned in this country to be anti-union, so I'm sure that impacts this as well. I remember being confused growing up because everything I learned about the union said that they were meant to help protect workers, but I would get fed by the media, and I think even in school, this cherry-picked information that tried to claim that, actually, the unions are the worst thing ever for workers. Yep. Um, and and like I said, I worked in an industry that had unions. I do understand the quote unquote downsides and the inconveniences and stuff. Like cause unions don't play. Like I remember we the California port had a union when I worked in uh logistics. And let me tell you, man, if they told you they going on break at two, nigga, don't call it two oh one. Don't call it one fifty nine if we being real. They are gone. They do break they don't break and they'll be back when the fuck they say. So you might have some type of emergency. And if it was a non unionized job, there's a, you know, it'd be flexibility, but they're not even really allowed flexibility. So like, they might want to help you and be like, Oh man, I, I know it's an emergency. You need me to get back to you in the next half hour. They can't because the unions have demanded no motherfucker. We put the computers away at two, two o'clock and we're not picking them up till two twenty-five Cause that's what we negotiated. And I'm not, Complaining about that, so before any feel any need mm-hmm. to defend it, I'm not complaining about it. I, it's a reality. I got used to it. You just start to learn. Don't ever call these niggas at two, but you can call anywhere else that don't got a union, and more than likely a person would try to help you out if it's an emergency. Mm-hmm. Right. My point being, it was, whatever happened was so bad before they forced them people to negotiate that shit, and they're sticking to it. And so, yet yeah, there's some downsides. All this type of shit. But honestly, I'd rather deal with those downsides and know that those employees are making a living wage Mm -hmm. than to feel like i'm exploiting and adding to the exploitation of these people
2: right i can guarantee you the biggest reason why they take and they probably make everybody go at the same time guarantee you people probably working and not taking their breaks they was like you know what everybody yeah. gonna take their break and we not gonna have nobody talk about they ain't take their motherfucking break Fuck whatever that. whatever
1: the reason was
4: mm-hmm.
1: there was it didn't come out of nowhere everything mm-hmm. that's in a union contract came from somebody Somebody exploiting it on the corporate side right and then we blame them like why these motherfuckers got to get an hour and a half lunch break it's like because somebody was making sure they didn't take a lunch break but maybe charging them on a lunch break and then not paying them for the fucking uh for for the work yeah so yeah this is what happens okay if it wasn't for motherfuckers throwing chimney sweeps uh into the coal mine or whatever fuck (laughs) that analogy's all fucked up but y'all know what i mean y'all know what i mean Michael says the thing that I've been most surprised to learn about the strike is how many regular people basically think that art should be free to begin with. Like there are real people who watch movies, TV and listen to music who think it's somehow gross that the artists be rewarded for their art. Uh, I made a thing for for my company. I don't get paid extra for it. It's sad how many people don't get it. Yeah. And um, honestly, dog what's crazy about that. It's infected us as artists. Mm -hmm. So many artists, are down on their own worth. They don't, like, if I could tell you how many people I know that put in hard work to make something, that if a corporation made it, we'd be like, oh, my God, that's so impressive, and we'd expect to pay for it because nothing from a corporation is supposed to be free.
2: Nothing.
1: But I, I remember, perfect example, us doing this podcast before the Spotify deal, before um before spotify for podcasters any of that stuff we were doing this podcast and there were people fans other podcasters uh, that you would listen to what they would say a podcast should do and they'd be like oh it should be this long no commercials no ads no this no that nope no, nope, no subscription fee no nope. i said now when the fuck am i supposed to get paid for my labor last time i checked this is goddamn work now you might be laughing your balls off somewhere going up uh, lips off whatever y'all have under there you might be laughing them off down there but we're it took work to make it so you could laugh took research took jokes took hours took equipment took uh, uh, utilities it's took not free for me. Took hosting fees. Took a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. Took my time. Equipment. All this stuff you need, right, to make this thing happen. And I would listen to actual podcasters talk themselves out of asking for even like a donation
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then you know i have no shows a lot i'm not around they defunct they never got that
2: money because they never thought they should ask for money mm-hmm. they never got their worth they got mad because they didn't have the money well you never asked for it you never got your worth
1: you never asked for your worth. and keep in mind yeah you can ask for your worth and still not get it that happens all the fucking time but it was something internal that we had accepted at like yeah man it should be like free my work should not be monetized. And that's why I will be putting ads in this shit. I've never hesitated or felt bad about putting an ad in this show. Mm-mm. Not once. Not once. Because it's my job. Because, bitch, it ain't free. Before it. it was my job, it was work. And yes, I like being was. paid for my work. And to me, this is the easiest way to get paid for a lot of people. Because it's like, all you had to do was either listen to a couple seconds of somebody trying to sell you something or fast forward past a couple seconds. Of somebody. But, but the point is, you didn't really have to do much. And I still made all this shit. So... Um, yeah, I think, I think, <clears throat> I think yeah. it's sad to see it even affect us, the creators.
2: Correct. And like I said, and it boils down to most people feel like everybody else should, should be free. But when I show up to motherfucking work, I want my paycheck to be there, be on their own time and not be with a delay. When I, for my labor, everything that I do, I want the motherfucking get paid for. But you, Mm-mm. I'm not going to pay you for your music. I'm not going to pay you for, I'm not going to pay for nothing. It doesn't work like that. It, it just doesn't if people do this shit they create and, and even if it's something creative you know because even even you in your job even in you in your office job people don't consider those jobs creative but some of the policies and rules and procedures somebody had to come up with a creative idea to get that shit implemented but the people other don't thing look at it that way
1: yeah i agree i think also um when you when you talk your own value down you don't you stop i think it's almost like a protection like that did did stop me from feeling so hurt when when the people don't show up or when the thing isn't paid for the company doesn't value me because I already talked my shit down and said I wasn't nothing. I also think getting shit from like Napster and shit just changed it changed people for the worse in a way that mm. will never will never undo that. We'll never recover from it. I know we all have fond memories of that that, that those times, mm-hmm. but it was essentially mass theft that. Um, did not, as much as we tried to lie and make it about it, pe- or people tried to lie and make these arguments, we were just stealing because it costs less than paying for people's work. Mm-hmm. And we turned it into a, it's about the record companies and we turned it into, a, it's about them not paying their artists. But at the end of the day, we were just stealing the shit because it was cheap and it was free and it was easy. Um, and I think it changed something with fans forever where there's a lack of appreciation for the talent and the art that they're given or that they, well, that they take. Yes. Because because they don't see it as actual, like, value. Once you steal something, it's a lot less valuable to you.
2: Right, and also, you have a generation of people that will particularly on the internet will boldly and proudly tell you that they have the right to have your shit for free and get mad when you charge a shit like that but i'm like but nigga like uh the fuck every everything
1: can't be for free that's the spotify thing in you and if you and it's funny because if uh, that's the napster right and it's like it's funny because if i came out and said, hey um Warner Brothers is making my podcast. You'd be like, "Well, how much does it cost?" Right. (laughs) But but when I go, I'm making my podcast. You like, so it's free, right? (laughs) Anyway, the poll. Do you think the writers are making kooky demands? Yes or no. Shout out to Bill Maher who said
4: that.
1: Mm -mm. 100% no on our website. 96% no on our on Spotify. 4% yes um let's check the comments which were if you aren't black if your skin is not brown if you are not melanated then you do not have the right to come under our podcast talking (laughs) hilarious okay we had to let them know okay because it's true we don't want to hear that shit Mm -mm. come over here playing um well the comments were aaron says (laughs) <laughs> who is a white woman <laughs> may i please have permission to fix my pasty fingers to comment on your podcast episode <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious dr uzo says the arguments against the wga sound like the white folks arguing against racial equality just because oprah exists doesn't mean racial discrimination is over or in for yeah or any country right in this or any country uh shay Bay says say it again sis so she agreed with the <laughs> don't leave no comments <laughs> uh myra says it's always a treat when we get the full version of effing with black people's song i always reply replay the song twice uh the full hymn just put me in a good mood before being pissed off it really is (laughs) it's a bop listen felt five did his motherfucking thing
2: put his foot in it didn't
1: he? okay jay adamo says rod can you speak on how you were able to have gang theory pay your llc rather than you does that give benefit in you not getting hit with more taxable income as an individual um shout out to jay adamo with the serious question um so yes uh it does help me to not have more taxable income as an individual because um that all that stuff will come out of the llc so like so i still get paid through the llc which is like in north carolina so i'm still paying them taxes not the new york city taxes whereas if they wrote that check directly to me with no taxes taken out my man my man i don't know what the fuck i would do i don't know what i would do any anyway um so that's part of it and yeah, the the way to do it, I just had to fill out a different type of form. It was, like, one extra form. I just had to ask the HR people, like, multiple times, like, hey, I'm not trying to get paid individually. How do I get my LLC? And, and it's funny because you would think it would be super complicated, and they, and they did kind of make it seem a little intimidating where it's like, well, you sure we're paying everybody else this way? And it's like, yes, I'm sure. I would like the form. And Well, you got to fill out this thing. Please send me the thing. Right. I'll fill out whatever you need me to fill. Duh. Well, are you sure it's a blank corporation and not a disc corporation? I will I I had to send them like a paper from the IRS of like when I when we established the corporate to be like, this is the type of corporation that you I can ain't pay. Seen them,
2: all that stuff. Yeah,
1: I don't remember if it was like a S Corp or something like that, but mm-hmm. you can also file to have your company change to a certain corp. Uh if 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 it's like uh that dire where you're like, mm-hmm. Hey, like where they go, Oh, we can't pay a partnership. We can pay an LLC. Then you can write the IRS and say, Hey, tax me as an LLC, not a, not a partnership. They, they write you back an approval. And then you, you know, it, it takes time now, especially, especially now they're so behind, but right. the point being, you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's one of those things that the LLC is beneficial for, man. It really is. Now, There's a bunch of rules and stuff about the money and how to pay yourself and all this stuff you got to know. But to me, it's it's, it's very beneficial to be able to at least have an option because uh, the game is not set up for artists to really get rich doing art unless you... Are in that top like one percent of people, right? And I guarantee you that top one percent, they doing everything I just told you and way more.
2: Yes, they are. They, they so got I people who hold like everybody else.
1: They got people whose whole job is to make sure that they straight. They count know?
2: every dollar going in, every dollar going out. <laughs>
1: Katie and just leaves five, four dress dancing emojis. Carrie says, and that's on Marcus Garvey with six black power fist emojis or punching emojis. So. I guess uh, don't come under the comments, white people. All right, last, uh, not last, I'm sorry. Next one is low value fans. We had JL Covan as the guest, for comments. Apia says, dating a 14-year-old as an adult is very creepy. Imagine saying to your partner, since we started dating, you have grown so much. I mean, physically, one and a half inches. I'll buy you some new pants from the teen section on our anniversary, my partner in life. Yeah, man, that was one of those like moments on my Facebook page where I'm like, is this person just trying to be contrarian? Do they really believe this? Do they understand how much they're not actually making sense and that they're Mm -hmm. trying to have it both ways and kind of skipping around in their logic department. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think the difference is if this had even been five or six years ago, I probably would have blocked that person off my page. I probably would have wrote some long shit about them. Maybe even pass aggressively talked about them on my page later and shit. And, and and I, I know a lot of people still do that stuff and they don't think anything's wrong with it. And that's fine for them, you know, but for me to that meant I was in a bad place and that woman is allowed to disagree. I think is whack, but I also didn't think she was like trying to be malicious or like purposely mean. I think patriarchy has fucked us up
4: Yes,
2: it has. and
1: there's shit that will go. Well, that was back in the day and That's not it. put that much thought into it. So there's the, still you know, she didn't seem to have a problem with it. And it's like, yeah, that doesn't mean societally we right. should be okay.
2: And, and still a child. What are we talking about? Yeah.
1: And at the same time, I also understood her impulses of, I don't want to say being contrarian, but kind of the impulse to go away from the mob power on mentality, because I have that too, where it's like, yeah, because because like other people were bringing up other shit in that thread that I was like, I didn't say it, but I was like, yeah, I don't think that's the same. Mm-mm. Like, it's like, what about Jay-Z and Beyonce? Yeah, you know, I don't think that's the same. I think she was a grown woman by the time they started dating. Right. You know, I don't find that to be the same as dating a fucking 14 year old. Child um uh i forget who else people brought up drake and millie bobby brown they're not dating
2: they are not
1: so i don't know what to say about that i always find that to be more creepy that people want that to be something sexual with no evidence than for it to be sexual it's then, then like for it to be what it, it, it like because he also was a child actor So he could be mentoring another child actor, and it's not creepy unless we decide he wants to fuck her, and this is a sexual thing that we don't have any evidence of, but it must be sexual, because how could it not be? To me, I don't find that to be the same. Maybe one day we will have some sort of evidence to that, and I'll look back and go, damn, he was creepy the whole time, but... I don't, I don't assume, I'm not going to assume that. That feels weird to me.
2: Right. And, um, the, and the example that needs to be made, niggas fall out about that. When you start talking about R. Kelly and Aaliyah, that that's the better yeah. example, but people don't want to talk about that. Well, because people like, when the R Kelly I mean?
1: example came up, this person explained it away by saying, um, was different because he kept doing it with other girls. So that's why that was R. Kelly is different than Elvis. Like if R. Kelly would have just been with Aaliyah, that would have been somehow okay and acceptable. So once again, I didn't agree with this person's logic and thought it was uh, very flawed. But my point being, I don't, at this point, man, I feel like uh, I, I don't know how people can be on the other side of this one, but right. it's just one of those like, okay, fine. I hope you're never in a position to to be have a say so in, in a situation like this. I hope you're never in a jury over a case like this. I hope right. uh I hope your niece or nephew or daughter is doesn't bring some grown ass man home and you go, it's all good with me, you know. Right. I, I, so hopefully that, you know, this person just didn't want to say they love Elvis or and, and instead just said some things that I found to be uh, not very well thought out. Kanye's wife looks always like a hostage in the photos and the stuff she has to wear seems very questionable. From the outside she seems like his doll, but what do I know? Maybe they have a healthy respectful relationship. Doubt it. Uh yeah, whenever I see them out together, I just think some people trade shit for what they want in life. And if she is happy making the trade of kind of being a public sex doll, because that's what i think kanye wants us to think about her i don't i'm not saying she is those things but Mm -mm. i think he's been very open about his kind of controlling fantasy of what a woman is and um i think the money and the fame people want that shit the last woman was like that too uh i don't think any of these people care about his mental health other than actually probably the kardashians probably the last group of people that actually gave a fuck about his mental health as much as people try to vilify those women right uh the the help they tried to get him when he was spiraling and he rejected that help and started talking about being a black man and shit and people fell for that but i i think they're the only people that kind of seem to have a vested interest in his mental health but uh these other motherfuckers i mean feel how you want to feel about it you know i think it's kind of disgusting but i think they just look at him see a pile of money see a bunch of cameras and go fuck it this is my claim to fame i i i highly doubt that there's some type of deep romantic anything there it just seems like listen if he says I just wear this shit so my titties are out that's what the fuck i gotta do that's what'll keep me around carmen says i can't see any rationale for adult dating someone in their twenties and older preying on 14 year old. Creepy as hell in the fifties is creepy as hell in the 2020s. Freaky bastard, people putting that man on a pedestal, ignoring that glaring pro, pro uh uh that glaring something oh that glaring character trait uh blows my mind. Yeah, I yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Uh I think I think people like a lot of motherfuckers that have shit like this. And that's the point I think that woman wanted to make on my page, but she just kind of started getting into some murky territory. Mm -hmm. But she could have made a much, to me, a much stronger case of just, y'all love Marvin Gaye. Y'all, like, Mm -hmm. like, she could have just named a bunch of motherfuckers that people do not have an issue with Mm -mm. that clearly did horrific shit to girls and women yes
2: they did and we
1: just go well that was james brown i don't know what to tell you and we don't have that same hatred and with that same energy Mm -mm. and it is true and it is hypocritical and because no human being can keep the same energy with everybody all the time so she would have i think she would have made a stronger case but instead it turned into (laughs) 14 was 20 back then you know
2: they don't work like that
1: keith says whenever i'm listening 14 Keith says, when I'm listening to the Blackout Tips episode in the car, the next time I get in the car, my phone connects and picks up right where it left off. I was picking up this model to do a photo shoot with for her. Photography as a side hustle I'm getting into, and we were making some promo content for her Instagram. She saw this episode title come up on the screen in my car and started chuckling. I explained why the episode was titled that and, said what, and what JL had said. She started laughing harder and said, yes, exactly. I relate to that so hard. I feel just like him. Yeah, that is sad though. If you're an IG model, uh, or actually we don't know what her content was on IG. I know mm-hmm. you said she's a model and it was a photo shoot, but let's. So I'm assuming she's a a a, a like a, a model of some type. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's nothing worse if you're an IG model because the whole thing with IG models is they're so beautiful and attractive, and we mm-hmm. all want to be around them and be with them. Right. And there's everybody's in their DMs, and all the people want to fly them out and all blah blah blah. It it would suck if you were like I'm in your town and then people was like oh man why it had to be Tuesday like nigga what this <laughs> your <laughs> one opportunity to shoot your shot with the dream person you've been liking every photo wanting to see
2: yeah whatever
1: it is they got on and now you like you're treating them like that J L Covan doing stand up and that's that's <laughs> terrible that's not good at all no one should have to live through that live. Through- no one should have to live through a jail coven doing stand up in your town, uh, treatment. Mm-hmm. No one, nobody,
2: not even JL should have to do <laughs> that. Not even your worst enemy, no. <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah, IG model with people saying shit that that would actually make a funny ass sketch. Just uh, could they? I I want to see what the IG because I know it probably happens. I bet the IG model have comments that are also instead of punching up their jokes, they're like punching up their pictures and shit. Like girl, no, you should have twerked in a handstand. That's what would have really set it off. <laughs> Honestly, modesty is the new <laughs> sexy for me. It's a new version. Evie says, "I love to hear a special segment dedicated to all the tour boys who got sentenced and cried." Oh, I think you mean the uh, pr- pr- proud boys. Uh, they deserve every bit of those sentences and more. Fuck them.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, and then on YouTube, check the comments here. Um. Mwangangi says, shout out to us High Value fans. Ah, not the High Value! And then someone just asked, uh, quick question, Rod Karen, would a virtual show, would a virtual version of the September 9th show be available on demand? I may not be able to stream it due to lot, lot, in live due to cert, some commitments I have, but wanted to support y'all and still be able to watch it later. Is that possible? Thanks. And I said, the plans to make the, the video for later as well, which it is. You can watch it on YouTube. So... Just simple for everybody. Yep. The poll was Elvis and Priscilla creepy back then, creepy only now, never creepy at all. On our website,
2: creepy back then.
1: Ninety-four percent of people agree with Karen. It was creepy even back then. Six uh, percent say creepy, but only now. Zero percent say it was never creepy.
2: <laughs> Shout out, die fans.
1: Yeah, and then. Um, for the poll on Spotify, 87% say creepy back then, 13% say creepy only now, 0% say not creepy ever. So, uh, the Q&A, you never want Woody Allen on your side. No, you don't. and says, when Woody is on your side, it's time to pick up the piano and head out the juke joint. Ah! Oh, gotta go. Mm-hmm. Ah! Love that clip. James says, especially when you have a pick of Jorge Vilda... Uh, Groping a female coaching staff, Luis Rubiala's mother doing a hunger strike at a church in Rubiales' uncle saying his arrogant sexist nephew ain't shit. I just feel like there was a bunch of words that I'm not going to remember who those people are. But I know I'm not. I know, But I do know the scandal you're talking about. I just don't know the players in it enough to to be
2: like, mm. James dropping them bars. Shout, shout out to the handful of people. Go, I know exactly what they're talking about. I'm sure you are dropping bars though. Mm-hmm.
1: Carrie says it's a list of folks who co-sign will hurt more than they help. Woody Allen is high on that list. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. Let's go to the final episode of the week, which is uh episode 2767, the Blackout Tips Live 2023. We had three comments. Um on it and they pamela says yo customer wars we started watching that immediately after the live show now some of those things i'd either seen or heard about courtesy of black twitter csi me too a lot of them ah! but there's nothing like seeing it on the big screen listen because we need that all of us
2: <laughs> a okay. lot of it was new to me i'm not gonna lie
1: heartbreak somehow heartbreak feels good in a place in like a this. place
2: like this dazzling
1: images on the silver screen come on sound that i can feel anyway uh thanks
2: (laughs) can y'all tell that i say that every time we go to the movies can y'all tell and and and, and i salute it's hilarious me and roger i salute the screen every time she comes up uh thanks for the heads up
1: uh live show was fantastic I hope y'all had fun i know i did pamela yeah we had a great time time. also because i have the zoom link i can technically go back and watch y'all's chat so i think i'm gonna take time at some point and watch this what y'all said about the right, show. Right, because
2: we can't see that live. Yeah, because
1: right. live we're just doing our thing, and I'm just hoping y'all are having a good time. Right. I hope y'all are too. But I'm glad you did. And mm-hmm. thank you for listening. And yes, Customer Wars is Krizak. Okay. Wangang- Mon- Wangangi says dope live show. The chat was who you thought we was. I know it. Had I had almost forgotten the smooth casualness of Justin's fuckery, but he brought his A game. Anyway, love y'all and us uh, stay. Ah! Listen. Love Justin, and it's a hard job to do what he does, you know, because he comes in, says a bunch of shit that is on the line but almost never over the line, <laughs> and doesn't mind me correcting him and pushing him back in line and making jokes about it, and doesn't mind Karen doing it as
2: well. So, <laughs> And particularly with me and Justin get in sync. Boy, I feel bad for Rod. Mm-hmm. Ramsey
1: says, I'm one proud play cousin. I waited too late to get a virtual ticket. Five stars. It's all good. I knew some of y'all would. I Come on. I knew. But also, like, Friday was weird because I thought everyone would have to the end of Friday. Um, but it really was more like once Friday got here, they took that link off of the website mm-hmm. for tickets and you had to call and get them we put up a special thing on the on the podcast feed for y'all and uh people did call and get tickets we saw the sale numbers after Mm -hmm. but yeah it was it was it was a bit of a uh miscommunication on our side uh and then let's see on youtube uh now these comments gonna be a little different because obviously those of y'all that Left comments on our website. Probably heard the podcast. People uh, on YouTube saw the podcast. Okay, and much like the Instagram and all this stuff, they only cared about one thing. She says, "Karen's hair, hard eyes emoji." <laughs> Julie says, "Karen, your hair is awesome." Oh, S Carter says, "Came through with come through with the flowing pics, Karen. I see you. <laughs> you look beautiful. Thank y'all for letting us freeload to see this." Uh. Thank you. Thank no, you. No problem. Um, uh, another person says, congratulations. Lakita says, look at Karen's hair. Stunning. Hard eyes emoji. How man cute too, I guess. <laughs> laughing emoji. <laughs> I, I'm sorry I missed, missed it, but crossing my fingers, there will be more. Yeah, we do plan to do more. Mm-hmm. My mom says, awesome show. Alicia says, I just wanted to say Karen is beautiful. Hard eyes emoji. You make Aww. me want to go natural again. Great show. Thank you. Sarah spoonful says you both look great heart congrats congratulations on another successful live show you too thank you uh as Shay says one karen looks beautiful two mm-hmm. i feel like such a freeloader for watching this on youtube three thanks for all the wonderful years of podcast shenanigans y'all are the best yeah i mean like i said i don't know that i do it as soon the next time or something i I have to think about it but it just felt like Look, man, eventually y'all are going to see this. We want y'all to have the experience. It's fun. I know people couldn't be there for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, I still feel like watching it live is its own experience and benefit, especially with the chat room, especially with the games and the giveaway prizes. And there's a lot of decisions we make sometimes on the show and with our money stuff where it's like, we just hope our listeners got us and that we don't have to like enforce it. We don't have to like always be on everybody's ass. Like don't be stealing our shit, you know, and it's less of a headache for me. And it honestly was a little tough, man, because I'm just as much indoctrinated into this capitalist society as y'all. And I thought the only way to fucking be sure you're going to make money is to fucking be on people's ass and make sure they don't take your shit, make sure they're not stealing and sharing shit. And, And honestly, I just don't really do that Mm -mm. for the most part i just hope people would you know have some appreciation for the value of our work and for the most part enough people have and we've been able to get Mm -hmm. get by on more get more than get by on that so uh yeah yeah, so i so i thought about all that before putting this episode out and was like fuck it man put it out Uh, hopefully people enjoy it plus y'all need to just get into this hair okay
2: i'm (laughs) trying to tell y'all about the limp (laughs) I tried to tell you she had inches. <laughs> they didn't believe me. Cause most of my most of the time my hair is actually just pulled back. And so mm-hmm. most people don't really even in the chat. You might see my puffs, you know, if, if uh depends on how uh uh your mom does my hair. And most of the time I don't even realize length of my hair most of the time cuz I you know, I am a lazy natural. I'm like, "Child, put it back."
1: <laughs> yeah, and I and and like we're going to have pictures and stuff and people are leaving comments on the pictures and you know, some some of the comments like, "Sorry, Rob, but you know, Karen was looking good." I'm like, "Why? Why would you be sorry to me?" <laughs> I know she looked good. Okay, I'm cooking these meals. I'm I'm in here cleaning. I'm doing my
2: thing. <laughs> um, yeah, shout shout out to your mom. She actually did a great job on my makeup because Chad. I don't know none about no makeup, nothing. Me and Roger had to go to Fenty, and I had to I had to get a match and some lip gloss and stuff like that, cause I don't be no one, and child, she made me look like somebody.
1: Yeah, so one dude did go too far, like I can't wait for your man to be out of town, ha ha ha. And you know, I was I once again, this ain't five six years ago. I'm not insecure about it at all. So it's, I was just like oh yeah like you know you got me and then he just kept going and I was like hey I thought you were joking earlier but now it's kind of getting a little weird Right. and then he was like oh no, nah, I'm just joking I'm you know I'm a fan because like when I was like ah ha ha he was like the first comment was like well you lucky I don't live because i catch a flight I said <laughs> Unless you're a fucking rapist, uh, I would hope that you understand that Karen is a woman that makes her own choices and a autonomous human being that doesn't know you and will probably feel like you scared the hoes flying from another don't, please don't scare hoes. another state unannounced because you saw her natural hair down for the first time. And at the end, he's like, "Well, a lot doesn't come across with tone and stuff on the internet because I'm laughing and I'm just messing with you." And I said, "I I feel you," and I just left it at that. But what he don't recognize, and this happens all the time, because where we put this product out into the earth, I don't know you, and there are crazy people for real out there.
2: They are creeps out there. And even
1: though we have a public platform, you know, saying something like, "Well, you don't want to put your wife out there." you might be cool and be able to joke like that and and i can go oh this guy's just joking but because we don't know each other i don't know if you're just fucking crazy you know and then i'm like i guess i'll have to kill a nigga one day just randomly like a highlander i'd be like i came to, for karen i'd be like well i guess this is the day today one is today <laughs> one of us has to leave the <laughs> earth because well, i don't know you like that so yeah uh but yeah we put the podcast out they feel like they know us correct to know our sense of humor but mm-hmm. since i don't know you like me and justin don't even really joke like that you know like we it took years for us to even make like kind of conservative jokes like that like so anyway it was just funny to me i mm-hmm. but at the same time i've i'm not mad i saw people about to go off into person's mentions and shit i didn't encourage any of that I, I i'm i feel very secure you know i uh I'm glad that y'all uh, can show care, some love, and appreciation for her being so beautiful Yay! and all that stuff. But thank you. And- uh, you know, I hate to tell you this, I've been new.
2: That's the <laughs> wrong and and, <laughs> and and you know what? I remember um, when your mama finished my makeup and looked in the mirror and stuff. I was like, I am pretty, and I thought about it. I noticed my. It's not. I'm not even gonna say that. Over the weekend. I remembered how I used to view myself to how I view myself now. Shout out to age. Shout out to maturity. Shout out to learning to love yourself. (laughs) Shout out to I feel as though I'm my own Beyonce in my own world. Like I'm one. I'm the only one. Bitches me. Mm -hmm. And I got to love me no matter what. And I am very, truth be told, proud of myself that I can look in the mirror after all these years and actually be like, Karen, you are beautiful. And believe it, Karen, you know, you are gorgeous and all this stuff. Say it out loud and not just say it just because, but say it and believe it within my soul, and you couldn't tell me otherwise, you know, because I know there are so many people out there that do not believe that about themselves, just across the board, regardless of of gender and all that stuff, they just do not believe they are beautiful and they are worthy to be loved and all that type of stuff. They just don't believe it. They don't believe that they'll ever find love or, or, or they'll never find, you know, the right person, you know, or people, you know, regard, you know, uh, uh, depending on the uh, relationship that you're looking for. And so I appreciate that for the, for the first time ever in my life, I feel that way and truly within my soul feel that way because I hadn't always that way particularly you know and I know my family didn't mean no harm and I know they was joking and things like that but you know when you grow up and you know you hear people you know joke and tell you you know you're not pretty and you're ugly and shit like that kids take that shit to heart and they really take it to heart like I remember you know waking up in the middle of the night as a kid thinking I wasn't worthy asking myself why what was my purpose why was I here you know, and shit like that, you know, just because my self-esteem was so low, you know, and I appreciate having people around me to really help me love myself, and I'm not talking about no fake love, I mean truly love myself, regardless of how big I am, how small I am, how many blemishes I may have, how many you know, rolls and wrinkles, how many scars I might have on my body and just being comfortable enough in my own skin to be like I look good, I am pretty and if you want me you got to take me as I am. I remember um before uh I actually even I think it's right before right around the time I started dating you I, my mama used to, she used to get angry at me because she's, she's the complete opposite of me. She's very, uh, woman who raised me, who I call mama. She's very, a small and petite woman. And she's a very clean woman. Like she's like that church hat going woman who, uh, you know, dressed to impress type of thing. And so she had her own, as an adult, I understand that she had her own, insecurities about weight and all that type of stuff. And I picked up on a lot of those things. And uh, I, as an adult, I realized what love language is. And, you know, I I have the love language of, you know, speak positively in, into me and pour into me and I will flourish. And she didn't understand that that was the way to get me to quote unquote do certain things you know, she used negative reinforcement. I'm a positive reinforcement person. And when you negative reinforce me, I, I'm i on an ad, of an adult now, so I understand. But as a kid, when you negative reinforce me, I didn't know. I would get mad. I would get bitter. I would get angry. And I would just do the fucking opposite just to say, fuck you. Because I was like, how dare you, you know, do these things to me. So growing up and, and being picked about my size, my weight, what I ate, you know, and, and you know, You know, my hair being nappy and all these types of insecurities that I've had to, you know, deal with. Getting to the point of people actually recognizing that I'm beautiful. Me actually recognizing that I'm beautiful. And, you know, particularly with my hair being um, natural, I actually... I think when I, when my hair went natural for the first time, I've actually began to love myself even more. I love myself, but, but like the love went to another level. I, I'm just speaking for me personally, because my hair is, I was like, oh, this is the way my hair grows because I've never taken care of my hair in its natural form. It's always been laid, fried to the side and all that stuff. So, you know, and I think that helped a lot. And for the first time, you know, with my hair being natural and makeup and things like that, I was like, I actually really do love myself and I appreciate myself. And I, you know, I've told you this before, but I do. I appreciate you, Roger, because I remember when we first had started dating, you used to you used to tell me even years ago when my mama used to pick at me, but I'm just gonna tell you what she said. She said I used to quote unquote just like a boy. She used to tell me all the time she couldn't tell the difference between me and Roderick. Shit like that. You know, because what I would do, I would wear a lot of baseball caps, I would wear a lot of baggy jeans, I wouldn't wear anything form fitting. I hated dresses, I hated skirts, you know, and I had got tired of attention to me. And I was like, you know what? If you're going to see me, and this is, like I said, right before I started dating, Roger was like, if you're going to see me, you're going to have to really work for it. Because I was like, I'm not putting anything out there. I'm like, if if you want me, you're going to have to see through the baseball. And child, I had the Salt and Pepper Tony Braxton. You know, my hair was short. I just was like, fuck it. And Roger used to tell me all the time. He's like, Karen, you're beautiful. And I really would blow him out. Psh, whatever, nigga. I would literally... I tell him I because I, I didn't believe him but he told me that enough to the point that I started to believe him and once I started to believe him I really started to believe him because he began to show me you know in his actions and in and in the things that he did and so I really love you and I appreciate you for you know loving me to the point that I could love myself like I did on that Saturday
1: and that's why I'm not worried about some nigga flying from Oregon, uh, breaking up our 30 year romance. Uh, but also, um, you know, I was an old school Karen fan. I was a, a underground back when back when it was just still underground. And to be honest, I put you on the Karen. Okay, I <laughs> you, was, you wasn't that big a fan. I was like, Nah, you got to go back and check out the albums. You got the early work is some of the best work. <laughs> And uh, I'm glad that we we can finally be fans together now. We can go to all the concerts, get front row tickets. I
2: clear, get front row tickets, child. You know it's one of those things. I go, oh, when you when you find the artist, you be like, I don't understand the hype. Why is everybody hype about this? You put that bitch on the push play, you be like, oh shit, this is what everybody been talking about, like lord i've been behind and you feel like you're catching up so i i i appreciate that and i and i and i do appreciate that and i appreciate uh shout out to your mom and dad and omri and stuff like that uh for for uh for coming out that meant the world to me shout out to terrence the photographer that really meant the world you know to me that they actually love us and show support and also Shout out to the fans that recognized them because they was like, some people recognized us, you know, I was like, yeah, because people actually see y'all when I do the videos. And when we take the, uh, a mother's day and father's day pics, we actually, you, you know, upload that. And they was like, Oh, okay. So shout out to y'all for recognizing them and things like that. And so we talked about that with them and it was just a beautiful and fun experience. Yeah. Our fans always make me so
1: proud. Uh, the, even when y'all go see other comedians other podcasts. Mm-hmm. People always tell us about y'all. Um, we have so many crossover fans at this part, point. A person from Karen Hunter, uh, a fan Shout base. Shout out to
2: Karen Hunter. Like you say, you big in the Karen demographic, ain't you?
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, man. It was it was extremely um fun. Uh, and and just you know, everyone was so polite respecting each other's space um you know i feel like what we make is a reflection of us and i don't really use the words like community and stuff that often because i feel like you know it's kind of an overstatement of what we built like we, i would say we have like a fan base but to some extent with it being the size it is it, it feels more like a community because mm-hmm. it's it, because people know each other there's people that i look Towards like I when I see them, I'm a fan of their stuff as well. Yes. Or just a fan of like them online. Mm-hmm. Um and like seeing uh Danny do his buy impression. As soon as I see him, good. that was the first thing I wanted to. I said, oh shit, no, I gotta hear the impression <laughs> in person. Ah! And you know, meeting uh Leonard Brothers' mom, who feels like, you know, uh uh like like i I, just through leonard brothers i feel like i know his mom because of all the stuff he says about her on his social media yes um you know be black coming from like out of the country to come see us and telling him like yo check out Merck's heart and soul because he wanted some good soul food Mm -hmm. to support like a black-owned business and and you know stuff so you know going to dinner with jackie and stuff and and uh, and Turk and Justin and 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 like kicking it for a second, like uh, seeing Mudro, who just shows up, <laughs> is always the most.
2: He's like low a low key, yes. introverted He's like, person. What's up? All right, I got I got ho- I got holla at y'all later. All right.
1: Yeah, I could I <laughs> I, I relate to it so hard because I'm very much like at the show. She's I would hilarious. never do that because obviously our show is right. for the fans and us. Mm-hmm. Is you know it would be fucking weird if I was like actually I'm good. Y'all go talk to Karen, but. <laughs> Uh, but but I'm much more like him in real life, where it's like I don't want no problem. I don't want to disturb anything. I want everybody to have a good time, mm-hmm. and I, y'all don't gotta like shower me with attention. I just want to come over and say, hey, big fan, blah blah blah. And like he he like hopped on a plane, like took a so, took a picture with us, hopped on a plane, and um, Tanya W coming from fucking New York. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know she was coming. Me either. I was so sh- shocked. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, I was like, you here, baby. I'm used to she was seeing. Like, yes,
2: I wouldn't miss it. She was like, I missed the last one.
1: I'm used to seeing, you know, seeing her the three guys on chat room. You yes. Know? Uh, and I know she took us out to dinner in New York, but she lives in New York, so we were. Th- so to me, it was like cool, but I, I wasn't expecting that. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think Miss Barnes is there. She won a prize. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh,
1: that does. I can't name everybody. It's so many people. Steve Black. Steve was there. Like it was just so many people that was just like. Beautiful and uh and, and then there were people that y'all like because y'all bought tickets to giveaway, there was people there that got tickets, mm-hmm. some of them that day, that morning. Yeah. There was like, you know, thank you, you know, uh shout out to Sean Nolan and his wife, the photographer, who was who was a little like, all right, Sean, come on now, I know how to hold a camera. You know, like <laughs> it was be- it was fun, man. I I like I'm so glad we did it. Uh this is the least nervous I've been for one of these, the least Yeah. For me too, uh, yes like I wasn't I, I'm so confident in what we do at this point and I, I felt like we could have did it with no script and no computers and it would have still been just as funny and just as good because I'm that confident in what we do now and our ability to do it on demand on command but uh, yeah man thank you everyone for coming together the live show was great yeah it uh it was great
2: it was and oh yeah i forgot uh i seen tanya shout out to dr april and yeah. shout out to the three guys own crew like yep. we seen a lot of them and you know shout out to the people that fire seen... starter yep fire starter yeah. people that seen people for the first time like y'all been internet friends for a long time and this is like the first time y'all actually got to see each other in real life. i was getting
1: off to the fact that it was like people meeting up for the first time from other fan bases like all this shit was cool. I, I, you know, I love doing stuff like this. I love being able to do it. Um, everyone had a good time and, um, you know, I, you know, hopefully it'll, when we do this next time, we'll have more notice and, and do a more promotion and we'll get more people have a chance to, to come out and, and, and experience it live. Cause I think it's different live. It is. And when you see the venue, it's, I mean, we couldn't fill that space for sure, but, um, the venue we normally are in is, is like, it's, I mean, it's nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when you're in there, you're like, damn, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah, so. yeah. The
2: venue we normally are in is, is much smaller, but this yeah. is where they had the the events, but it was actually really cool. Really nice. I, I appreciate people were very patient and things like that, particularly when we was taking photos and stuff like that. People were, were very patient. I just appreciate just the, just the love. I felt really loved. So thank you everybody for coming out and loving and supporting us. All right, let's
1: get into the next segment. All right, so doing it for the gram is where we go on Instagram. We ask y'all a question. And then every week, if I remember, we read the answers on the show. This week, it was a picture of us. It says uh well I I'll, I'll show you. It's a picture that I got from uh, Bitmoji. You can uh add another picture to a person to it. So, it's me and Karen. Um and it says judgment free zone. And the question is, what is the wildest thing you've done to save money?
2: Mm-hmm. And the and the
1: caption is give us those life hacks.
2: Yeah, what are you all life hacks? Let's
1: see. Danny, Danny Danny's art dream tape says I get real creative in the self-checkout line. I hear you, Danny. I think <laughs> I, I think we all know what that means. Uh, uh, I think we all know what that means. Um Harry's gun says, still ain't say the damn thing outside of my 401k. <laughs> all right. Uh well, I mean, it doesn't have to mean save money like in a bank account, could just mean like you know, this is how I get a discount on uh, on bread. At the. I, I, mm-hmm. I wait till the last minute, and I buy the bread when it's on sale. I don't know. Yeah, they don't have the maritas, but child, folks just love that marita bread. Flix Chick G says, my grad school broke ass tried to live a summer in Charlotte without turning the air on. It got wild in my house. Oh, no. Child, it get too hot here. What you talking about? I know it smells crazy up in there. Child, mm, you can't live down here without no air conditioning. And mm. the other meme. Bitch, you live like this? I, oh man. I <laughs> know. I don't know about this one. Mm-hmm. Think pretty smart says as a, as a, an out as as an out straight woman, I lied about being my also out straight homegirl's domestic partner to use her employee discount for a huge discount on a mattress. That's really about it, because I typically get discounts legitimately. Okay. That's Come a good on one though. Discounts? That's a good one. I feel like, I feel like straight people probably do that more than people were willing to talk a bit. about she wanted to a bit. but i feel like if you do that you have to be in the pride right parade next year you don't have a choice you got that mattress <laughs> no matter if y'all sleep on it together or not
4: Mm-mm.
1: you gotta uh, show up who better than b says we used to shop gro- for groceries at our parents houses when we first
2: got married god damn <laughs> <laughs> We ain't got the fire. Y'all got bored of. But like this, if you like my mama, she like old people keep their house full of shit. I'm like, mama, why you got? It's just you. Why you have fucking deep freezer full of shit? That is
1: the most gracious way to say stole from your parents. Yes. You not shopping. Shopping implies you're giving them money. <laughs> you didn't go in there and see the price on the bread and be like, okay, so bread was four dollars. Okay. No, you went in there and took your mama's bread. Take it all. In fairness, our mamas always had gave gave us several bags, oh, had us several bags packed when we came to visit. Paper towel steaks, cookies, an air fryer, a panini press, a whole grill, whatever. Mama knew love and still do. Don't they? Oh. Amber Shiri says, I let men I didn't like take me out to eat, but trust me, I paid in my time being spent with the wrong ones. Yeah, I think this is a big thing for a lot of straight men that the real reason they're jealous of women
4: Mm -hmm.
1: it's because of patriarchy and it's it's not the women's fault it's obviously the people that said a patriarchy's fault Mm -hmm. but that's what a lot of jealousy and resentment is it's like i wish somebody would pay for me to eat food (laughs) and that i didn't really like but i got some free food and i just pretend to like it for an hour you know Till they shut the fuck up or whatever. And and uh but I would do it. Men I I think it, men are men would do this if they had the option. They just don't normally have the option. Mm-mm. And uh obviously I'm not gonna get into like straight men and, and, and like gay men courting them because I don't want to go down the, the homophobic path of people that start talking about violence and all this other shit. That's not the point. The point mm-hmm. would be even if it was a woman that you weren't attracted to who said, I'll pay for a nice dinner. All you got to do is sit and listen to me talk about my life. A lot of men are never going to even have the opportunity to turn that down because don't nobody do that for men, and (laughs) it's our fault dj java says when i lived in london i would get a monthly bus pass the date was printed in dots on the ticket so at the end of each month i would gently scrape off the date and dot in the next month's date with a sharp pencil i think the longest i got away with it was about three months this is way back in 1988 no way you could have do that now these days not now that's a good one Mm now that's creative as fuck man i'm telling desperation makes people creative don't it though Ms. Barnes says, back in the late 90s, my check, check writing game was on point. You had to decide what was the acceptable amount to be of debt to be in. Yes. While in between pay periods, checks for groceries, checks for gas, clothes, and it was the holidays, everyone got something from Bath and Body Works. Also, you had sci- to science your bank account to see when the checks were hitting the account. For example, I wrote a check on Friday evening. It hits the account by Tuesday, Wednesday, if a holiday happened. Mm-hmm. I definitely did yeah, this one.
2: we mapped that out, child. You know what? I know this might sound sad because I'm old enough to remember this, child. When we was in college, child, I cried when they took out the $5 because you just could take out $5 exactly at the ATM. It was like five tens and 20s. Damn, there was that bitch ain't nothing here but 20s, 50s, and 100s. Yeah, the one for
1: me was uh, when I learned you could write a check for over the amount. I mm-hmm. should have never told me that one. Cause I used to write, I go to the grocery store, get a pack of gum, be like twenty five dollars cash over the amount, please. And now I got twenty five smackaroos. Mm-hmm. And especially when the bank switched it to, you can't take out fives. You could still go get you like five ten dollars uh, out out of the without going to the ATM. You could be like, I know exact penny what's in my account. Let me write this check for eighteen dollars and seventy six cent over yes one time i did it too good though and i accidentally zeroed out my account the type of checking account i had if you got to zero dollars exactly not negative one cent or positive one cent zero it closed your account and so one time it closed my account oh no i was like what the fuck happened the atm not working it was like uh it says you have zero dollars like yeah but my mom will put some money in there eventually (laughs) right Uh, Games and Drinks says, I ate noodles for a few years straight, along with cheap dollar store cuts of meat and frozen veggies. That's not, I mean, well, actually, I guess that is pretty wild to save money because, you know, dollar store meat is, you know, that's basically eating cancer. Uh, least, <laughs> Like, I'd rather eat, like, plutonium. Oh, no! I mean, come on, you know, listen. I've had, we've all had dollar store meat at some point, and mm-hmm. it was all culminated in us doing bad. It was not. No one's ever first choice was dollar
2: store meat. I never that's met a person that's like, mm. your sodium, your, your sodium levels was through the roof. Baby. Just
1: found a dollar. Can't wait to get some steak That meat, that meat tastes like salt lick. Like you, Because <laughs> you know the dollar store, they don't. They give you steak on. Um. That's how they get you. Yes, the steak em. The dollar store grocery, they they act like they doing you some type of like it's only a dollar. It's like I you the only place where you can get hot pocket and steak em. Come on, not hot pocket. <laughs> y'all know y'all what y'all doing. Y'all drop doing. the S. Y'all know what y'all doing. I got one steak them Who the fuck cooked one steak <laughs> <'em>? Uh <laughs> Elise. Elise says, Taking take expired products, not the not food, that can be repurposed or still use Q-tips, cleaning supplies, small specimen cups that I can use on the airplane, a surgical drape I can use for pain, et cetera. Mm. Philly D. says, right after college, I used to buy. By the way, this last, that last one was great. I, I don't have nothing bad to say about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after college, I used to go buy chicken and lunch meat and just have different chicken, turkey, ham sandwiches for like two weeks straight until my check. I used to get that uh, that cheap ass prepackaged turkey meat that was like ninety seven slices or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, the, in the hey, I made it work. Like, come on, when you
2: when you get that little
1: bag, yes, I was a motherfucking chef with that forming grill and them them, them thin ass turkey slices.
2: Come on, man, that shit scratch.
1: <laughs> used to make that make that shit in some American cheese, the worst of the cheeses. So I used to make that work <laughs> in
4: college. <laughs>
2: Come on! I used to go. Uh, was it color? I used to go, and I used to get the. I called the tubo meat. Well, you well, you mm-hmm. know, because I was alright, so I would just buy the tubo meat and just break it up and yeah. just slowly chop up against it, and I would actually uh, put it in my own refrigerator because I was like, I cut a bitch if y'all <laughs> y'all fuck around right here and take my shit. Uh, white label American says man these questions be feeling like they are from the kgb
1: trying to update my dossier anyway before i arrived in america a nigga wasn't a wasn't liquid so on some days i had to make sure my cash in hand would cover my feeding for a week or two until the next gig arrived so i befriended a lady whose mama owned a restaurant and ate there only while she was working her knucklehead younger brother was always trying to bring me a bill i like i was like read the room kid i'm broke his sister was an angel. I paid whenever I could, but in the hardest of times, I was able to save some change for other missions. I, it wasn't even sexual. I also befriended my cousin's landlord kids, so they sometimes hooked me up with food anytime their grandma cooked. I used to pay, piss their dad. It uh, used to piss their dad a lot, as my cousin owed that man a lot of money. I guess you can count those as savings. Otherwise, I would have been shaking ass on the streets of Lagos. Uh, big save uh, financially and physically. Uh, I'll stop here for now. I won't bore you with what I used to order to make me last from morning to night before another meal. That's one-on-one calculation of hunger no drama cc says not to save money but to make a few bucks when i was dead broke i posted my nightstand on facebook marketplace i had like five dollars in my account and near empty tank of gas i drove the nightstand to the buyer to view if she didn't decide to buy i wouldn't have been able to get home with the money i made selling the nightstand i was able to get gas and get home to work for the next week uh wow never again
2: girl i know it, it be like that sometimes yeah i remember one time and uh uh i think uh roger had a glitchy with to go buy some toilet paper i think it was like a periodically banks do this stuff with air. you know how you had that thing during this time we'll be shutting down the system and they don't let you know sometimes mm-hmm. and you know roger ran his card and it was just like Mm-mm. and you know now i would be like well bitch i know the money there you know but you know then i was like well this could be a hit or miss and <laughs> we yeah, BB&T was down that morning, and it mm. was
1: nothing I did wrong. I thought I had the money when I left. I didn't have a lot of money in the account, but I knew I had enough for just the little shit I was getting. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time I got home, it was fixed, but I was so embarrassed. I honestly didn't write a check enough. They was like, sir, you can. I just walked out like, bye. They was like, you don't want to run it again? I was like, nope, nope, fuck it. I don't know what's happening. Autumn <laughs> W says, when I, and the thing I was going to say is, I used to do stuff like get the, I used to order the, 13 CDs for a penny from Columbia House. Mm. They would get there. Yes. And then I would go and immediately pawn them uh, down at the local music uh, CD place. And eventually they got so sick of me, they said, we don't take stuff from Columbia House. So I said, damn, somebody else must have put them on to the to the plot. Mm-hmm. They was like, this is the 17th Ready to Die album this nigga done walked in with. Ah! Autumn W. says, when I was in a college, landlines are still popping. My friend and I used to call, calling used to calling cars to save on long distance calls over the summer since she was in south carolina i was in pa the first 15 minutes were free so we hang up every 14 minutes and call each other back i remember
2: them days too mm-hmm. right, you have to be after nine somebody call you before nine you but i like, "Bitch, you get on my phone mm-hmm. click us deal 007
1: says in college my roommate was sleeping with a cashier at the food line so we could get that good fake scan discount He must have been a good lover because old girl was hooking us up for the entire school year man I miss college yeah I won't say no names but I had a roommate one time that had some woman that uh, was buying us groceries (laughs) like she brought actual groceries to our dorm room one time and I was like I just turned to him like you better never fuck this one up okay Ah! (laughs) I don't care what happens You in love, nigga. Uh, (laughs) You you
2: better be in love, at
1: least. Formerly known as M says, made sure I ordered breakfast bars and coffee. I like being the admin because I was broke. Even my kid was eating free breakfast and lunch at school. I never stole, but I sure had a decent deal stash. Mm, That's cool. Mm -hmm. um, Let's see. Nerdy Nerdy Sensei says, I brought my grandma, rest in power, uh, with me to get an oil change on the business ladies day, on the business's ladies day, claiming I was driving her to get it done every time. Oh. Wow. That's smart. Devious. Technically, you wouldn't lie. And she probably respected it. hmm She probably was like, look at my baby, saving money the way I taught him. Mm-hmm. J two five two says, "I or in order to save money on the DC Metro, I'd walk as far as I could along the stops to save money. If I timed it right, I would get to Eastern Market on Potomac Ave by seven. Then, when off hours peak, I was hit, and I was doing that mess in dress shoes too.
2: Yeah, your feet, your poor feet. Ooh,
1: Ooh. tough times, tough Ooh. times. Uh, let's see. This one says." Iman ubiquitously says, took bucket showers. I only use five gallons per per shower. Back when I used to eat Arby's and they had those five for fives, I would buy five sandwiches and eat one each day for my lunch in college. That works, though. That's smart. That's a good one. I mean, they're just giving the food away because they're not, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Eve Eve says, it was my birthday at least ten times one year so I could get free stuff at restaurants. I've heard about this. So, especially now with apps, people get a different app, like get all the food apps, you put your birthday in a different month in each app, and then every month is like, okay, Cadovas free this month, next one, Chipotle's free next month. So, and you just do that. So, uh Reg Dow says I used to eat a bag of salad, the plain romaine, not the salad kit or a can of corn for lunch and dinner. Man, that's some of these aren't wild. They just broke. But I, what I hear you is it's, it's I, wild child, how it's wild I, what you do when you broke. Right? It's wild eat. how broke people can be. Right. Yeah. But it's just funny because I was thinking more like you know, I used to get a buy one get one free coupon from this, and they're just like, I used to eat gravel. I take child, some. I, I take some boiling water. I throw some gravel in there. Now I got gravel soup. I'm like,
2: okay, Chad. I didn't have a five.
1: Oh, I know. But it's just. You know, what's the wildest thing? Anyway. <laughs> Stan McCassar says, got a job at a restaurant so I could eat for free. Oh, good one. I only work, e- I did this in college once. I only work evenings. I got lunch and dinner there every day and worked, And the days I did not eat leftovers, I didn't eat breakfast for like a year. Uh, yeah, I definitely did that in college. I had Pizza Hut and Wendy's jobs where they, if you work nights, they just give you all the food. Right, the they're about the to night. close anyway. I used to feed the dorm, dog. They used to love to see me coming back. My sweet mates, they fucked with me that year. Yeah, because they was like, "We are gonna throw all this
2: shit away anyway."
1: KSR ninety four L says, "Started shopping in the bad part of town where it's considered a food desert because the cost of groceries was subsidized." Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, I feel you on that. Okay. I used to do that when I was a kid, my grandma and stuff. Yeah, no. I, it's shop. several. It's funny too because you shop in a in the, for lack of a better term, the ghetto. You start you shop in the ghetto grocery store. You don't know no better, but you can feel it. You know, like everything that's supposed to be a certain like things are supposed to be dry or wet. Things are supposed to be wet or dry. AC right. leaking. You know, certain a certain smell. Like man, they're not keeping this. They they're not keeping the, the the food cold enough for it. Not to smell. Like I can right. smell if the if the, if the pig is good.
4: Mm-hmm. But
1: at that same time, man, them prices. You don't see them every day. Child, people are like, I got these (laughs) kids to feed. They was like, I can't be bullshitting. It's like, listen, I cook the greens a little bit longer, make sure we don't (laughs)
2: die. I wash them extra hard
1: uh and, and as he says when my son was younger i knew which restaurant he could eat for free while i only paid for my meal and the tip there was cash only there was a cash only movie theater and i would take him for double feature kid movies they had 25 cent refills on drinks and popcorn they showed first run movies sunday morning was the best oh yeah we oh, used to good. do the uh the, the, the double feature trick hmm I mean looking in that motherfucking paper, yes, the paper kids. It was before the be,
2: internet. The Dollar Theater.
1: Yeah, Dollar Theater too. But I used to look in that paper and be like, okay, now see if Terminator 2 get out at if it's a two-hour movie and it could start at 2 and it it get right. out at 2. And then this the Boys in the Hood started, you know, at 406, I can make that work. You know, they no actually you could do like Boys in the Hood started at 345. Okay, the first 15 minutes, that's previews. You can walk straight out of this one into the next. This is before assigned seats, all that shit. Mm-hmm. All right. Ne- but that's uh doing it for the gram. Thanks, everybody. For the gram for the for the for the Let's get into the voicemails. We got Three new voicemails. I haven't played them yet, so we'll find out. 57-0187. Yes, sir. 0186, sorry.
2: Yes. Rod and Karen, it's your boy, Blue Wave Rider. Been away for a while, but I'm
1: back. So let me get this straight. We know Rod don't like Arby's. But
4: now Karen don't like first-person shooter games. (laughs) One-star review. (laughs) I'm just playing. Happy anniversary. And happy TBGWT day.
2: Oh, uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs>
1: yeah. One star, one star, first person shooter games are an acquired taste. I used to not like them and it used to make my brain feel weird when I played them. Yes. And then I just powered through, you know, because what I would do is play for a little bit, get dizzy, stop, play for a little okay, bit. Yeah, that's get probably what
2: I need to do because I get, get in there dizzy, and I'd be stop. like, the fuck is this?
1: Yeah, but also, um, it doesn't really, like, back in the day, it used to be real bad, but they've done a lot of stuff now where it doesn't give you as much of the, like, dizziness and disorientation as it used to. Um, But, uh, no, I love first-person shooter games now, but, yeah, I was like Karen a long time ago. I would never play them.
2: And I think that's what turned me off. And once I got turned off, I was like, why would I do this, honey child? Let me do my cozy games and be happy over here. Yeah.
1: And they sometimes they have cozy games in first person, so you're really playing first person game. Uh, that game Bug Snacks is in first person, ah. so that's you know it's just you don't have a gun that kills people, but you have a gun. That's that true, and I played drug. that. Right? Okay.
2: So, yeah, I didn't even think of it like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Next voicemail from Raphael.
3: Hi, Rob. uh, hi. hello to the best podcasters in the game. This is your boy. Rafael ain't selling no tickets today to Asia Africa change from that game. So, uh, quickly on the Spain story, this might be good for the, um, uh, the sports show, but um, anyway, so it all started with 15 players from the women's team quitting last year. Uh, they didn't want to play for the, the coach due to unsporting. Um, environment that the coach had created, and then only three of them will return back to the team just before the World cup and the Spanish federation boss supported the coach throughout the whole idea and it was a big thing and then Spain went on to win the World Cup and then the, the guy kissed the one of the women's players, and the coach was returning the loyalty of the boss by you know. Going out there and being like, yeah, that kind of thing, and then backfired because uh, the boss got suspended. He he's pending. Uh, the, he's in charge of Spain's joint World Cup deal with Morocco and Portugal, so there's a whole lot of things going on there. While the coach who was standing for his boss has now been fired. A lot of people wanted him fired a long time ago. A lot of the women's players, some of their best players, were not at the World Cup, so you're yeah, having all that going on in the background scene crazy thing going on but it's uh wild to see right now so that's stuff to give you all that context um i'll call back again with something else i gotta go see that well my mind
1: all right shout out to the equalizer <laughs> and yeah thank you for thank you for that because right. i i didn't know the full story there and i didn't even realize it was the coach that got fired and not the dude that did the kiss uh uh, That's wild. Like, right? Yeah. Uh, we'll talk more about it probably on Boston D Sports. Okay. Uh, last voicemails from Dostax.
0: Hey, what do you do, Rod and Karen? What's this is Dr. On? Dostax uh, calling out of Chicago. I was uh, getting caught up on old episodes and listening to y'all talk fantastic. Frankie, fucking awesome episode. Um, a lot of like good nerdery and positive nerdery. You now, highlighting a number of different things. Um, But while y'all were doing that, I was playing Smash Brothers Ultimate. And I was playing as Sheik, and I got incensed mm-hmm. because we we should have another Zelda game because you know she, remember Sheik? From Ocarina any time when Zelda dressed up as a ninja, mm-hmm. and then when she dressed back up as a princess, she could use magic. Yeah, it's an excuse that we don't have a Zelda game mm-hmm. of just like Zelda because like we've seen her be a ninja, so she got hands and feet and knives, and we've seen her be a sorceress using magic and stuff. And yeah like i like look we can you know like link is good and stuff but yeah i'd like see zelda out there and also yeah that episode of fantastic frankie was uh fantastic Um, uh, pun fully intended um yeah uh hope y'all have a good one thank you as always for the dope shows and whatnot uh you know i say it all the time i always mean it
2: so yeah peace uh,
0: thank you oh, though thank you and yeah
1: this is a picture of Sheik right here um but yeah uh man I'm so glad everybody loved that episode with Fantastic Frankie. I love I love Frankie. I f- mm-hmm. I follow her on um Instagram so and stuff much fun. and um you know I think she like what <laughs> when I first virtually met her at on um, 4 on Nerds and she was like I'm Fantastic Frankie, I'm the fanboy fighter and stuff. I was like, "Oh man, she likes to argue and y'all just know I'm not a like to argue nerd." That's just I'm very like I not that I can't do it, not that I wouldn't do it, but it's like playing space. I feel like the, the evil part comes out of me, and then I and then it like, get
2: real ugly. Yeah. I be like,
1: "Why am I arguing with this person so hard over Star Wars? It shouldn't be this serious."
2: <laughs> I got to check yourself. I'm
1: legitimately mad at this person for having a different opinion than me about some shit you know mm-hmm. so like it like like i'm genuinely mad that some of y'all don't know the difference between a good fast and furious movie that's bad and a bad fast and furious yeah. movie that's bad yeah, there is a difference and that does that doesn't make sense to be that mad about something so i just stop <laughs> getting into stop that
2: caring right
1: so, but uh so I, at first i was kind of like i don't know let me leave frankie alone because she might be one of these people that just always is saying some contrarian stuff or something to start a fight and then she liked to fight and now now you're fighting with somebody all the time. And it's like you got that weird social media like relationship of I don't know this person well enough to be fighting with them all the time and I'm fighting with this person. And so I was kind of a little like hesitant but everything I've seen from her is just always so smart, mm-hmm. always so funny, well always, always uh also like very understanding of like I fight and make jokes and do all this shit for a living so it's never too serious and, uh, I just think she, she just seems to me like such an awesome person. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that my first instinct of just being like, hell no,
2: kind of went away over time. Cause I'm, I, I, I think she's cool as fuck. Me too. And like I said, I don't like to, uh, I don't like to argue in general and I don't, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, particularly arguing about stuff like that. Yeah. You get really, really upset, you know, cause you like what you like and that's kind of the end of it for me so yeah and I, and some of the anger is, is even valid and i'm still like i just don't want to fuss about it all right last
1: thing uh well second to last thing actually we have some emails <laughs> got a couple emails here pamela says i'm listening to your listener feedback episode 202 from august 13th
2: 2011 oh you're back at archives baby
1: and apparently your
2: anniversary
1: is september the 2nd Mm -hmm. happy anniversary thank you baby so she kind of wrote that from the past to the future and august 13th, 2011 is we were already on episode 202 that's Wow!
2: <laughs> Damn,
1: we should have known we was we were some
2: grinding ass niggas that pick. We don't slow down. Uh,
1: no subject. Chris says, "What's happening, and Karen, long time listener, love the show, and I love some of the other podcasts you guys put me on to too." I am coming to the live show this weekend from Wilmington. I cannot wait. Anyway, I'm hitting y'all up because of a concern. I stream you guys via Amazon Music. I've noticed something that I'm not sure you guys are aware of. Somewhere between halfway and two-thirds of every episode, the app abruptly starts over the episode. What? Mm. This has been going on for at least two weeks. The last... What? What? Oh. This means I'm missing guest the Race, so and other things. I thought it was a glitch at first, but it doesn't seem to be because it's not happening with any of the other pods I listened to. With that said, I'm probably switching my service soon. Just wondering if you guys knew about this. Anyway, I'll see you mm-hmm. guys this weekend. Love you guys. Bro, I've no one's reported this. If you have this issue, let me know. Mm -hmm. Anyone else so we can confirm it, right? uh, Because we can email Amazon, but I it's probably some bullshit. Like on their end, yeah, it's probably some shit we can't change. Mm -mm. And I don't know how many people get their podcast via Amazon and stuff, but you know we try to make sure that it's good for everybody. But I just want you to know it's nothing on our side that we're changing Mm -mm,
2: because it plays on other apps just fine. Yeah, that's what I'm
1: saying. So it's something between them and somebody else but it's not it's that it's not necessarily us right like that oh my
2: browser just froze oh what does this mean oh snap we're about to lose is everything else freezing is the <laughs> did, nothing else is frozen okay did, did, did audacity stop am i too? moving y'all seeing me I'm, I'm on the screen yes you're on the screen what the fuck if you need to re- like refresh that's fine Okay, yeah, I might feel safe refresh, yeah. Well I'm- that's the
1: thing. I can't refresh. It's literally frozen. It's like close program, wait for program to respond. So oh. I guess what I'll try to do I like control out, delete. <laughs> well, I can close it and bring it back, but it might take a minute and my screen's gonna be blank, but and no one's gonna be able to hear Karen for a second. True. Um
2: but i may have to. Right, because it needs to be moving around.
1: Well, you're right. Now other things
2: are starting to try to freeze. Because I'm about to say, it start with the browsing, then other shit start freezing up.
1: Somewhere, Miss Smart is cackling. Just oh, <laughs> I told you to get a Mac. It shouldn't. Have, all right, I'm gonna close it and come I'll be right back. Oh, man. We gonna put a Mac on the wish list. <laughs> well, yeah, well, they can't hear you now. They can only hear me. So, uh, my goodness. Let's see. Join from here instead. Let's see if it works. If I switch over to, uh, okay, I'm switching over to Google Chrome. So I think, can y'all see me now? I'm good. See me and hear me. Oh, shit, am I on the screen, twice? Oh, no, okay. All right, so uh, can y'all hear me and see me? Let me just make sure that we're good to go. Recording still working. Uh, see Trace saying he's screaming. It's probably a bit of a delay. Okay, they can, Okay, yes. cool. All right, I'll keep going. Um, man, that was weird. All right, let me go to the voice, I mean, to the emails again, the emails, and we got one last one. John says, fuck Bill Maher. Good morning, Ronnie. and Karen. Good Lord, that Bill Maher interview was dumb. I think that's my problem with the Bill Maher thing now, you know, because I think even in his contrarian stuff, back in the day and i know there's some of y'all that are so awesome you never liked them ever for no reason cool i get it you're a cool kid but for those of us that when he was one of the most popular people in the game and doing something that essentially uh i mean i don't know that i'd be doing what i'm doing today without people even some of the people that i despise that kind of paved the way of like you can just go talk about things right anyway Back in the day when I thought he was interesting and did have some middle ground stuff that that made sense to me um i I thought he used to just also be smart
2: he was you know
1: I felt like he was smarter and maybe he got older and set in his ways and said i don't need to read anything i I know everything correct but something happened he lost a step in the brain department not the not the not the like being bo, bo- uh being like boisterous or being snide and all that shit. His attitude was like that back then. Mm-hmm. You know? It so it did that but it's just I didn't even find what he said to be smart. It felt like someone that literally didn't know shit about what they were talking about, but had to have this hot take. Mm-hmm. And he sounds like that with a lot of stuff now. And so he didn't just lose me because like I was like, I'm so offended. I I don't know how to express this to y'all, but I listen to people that would offend y'all all the time. Maybe it's not too. about that for me. Mm-mm. It's not like it's, I. it's, it's fine. I'm not, and I'm not saying I listen to everybody or just, I want the purpose is to be offended. There's just certain people. I'm like, I like the way they think. Sometimes they say some shit. I don't like, right. Th- this nigga is just not as smart as he was. You know, same thing happened with Adam Carolla. Once he started fucking with that right wing shit, his yep, work got less good. People right. always think it's, and I get why they think it, because a lot of liberal people are always making a stink about the morals of shit, right? There's, I'm not listening to this. I'm not eating this. I'm not, the- yeah, that's cool, whatever. My thing is, I if you're a comedian, I'll fuck with you as long as I feel like what you're doing is smart and funny. Right. It, when you start losing me on that shit and the only thing you got left is, well, at least I'm angry at the right people, no. I don't give a fuck anymore. That's I came for funny. the humor. You know? I, I make a good product.
2: because Then it becomes an angry hive.
1: Yeah, and so Bill Marsh, he stopped making a good product a while ago. And that just... Mm-hmm. You know, I get people trying to hold on to the last vestiges of what he was, but you he's if you're looking at person. this shit and feeling like this is even close to his fastball, th- th- I think that I question if you were ever a real fan, right? of his cuz I feel like a real fan would be like, yeah, the shit he's saying now is it's the same way I felt about Chappelle's trans shit where I'm like, yeah, the this shit is it's not just that it's so much of it, it's it's not even like some shit where I feel like you're giving us something a hack wouldn't give us i feel like all the i'm just making these the lowest common denominator jokes it's like if you just went on stage for an hour and made fat jokes yes a lot of people would laugh a lot of people wouldn't care but i'd be like damn that's all you've been reduced to what well, right. i thought you like used to be the digger that had like a different fresh perspective that was ahead of everybody but now you sound behind everybody Uh, Comparing the world of streaming production in 2007 to today is just ridiculous. There there were only a couple streaming services back in 2007, each with only a couple original series being produced. Most of us had Netflix and maybe Hulu. Now there are like a dozen of them with countless series and original movies, etc., providing the majority of the content like the whole game changed in a major way between 2007 and now saying that writers unions should have the same demands concerns expectations etc <clears throat> now that they had then is like saying NBA players union shouldn't have changed their stances before and after the addition of the three-point line allowing dunks or expanding the length of the season I have a lot of friends who work as writers in Hollywood and in 2007 writing for a streaming series was like a novelty now it's half or more what they do every year anyways fuck that dude to eternity what an ass Is always smug and wrong cheers stay safe john yeah and honestly they never want to discuss that that argument has no other side because they never want to come off and be like what i am actually saying is that as these streamers have gotten more money and more lucrative for the ceos and the companies they should give nothing extra to the people that make the content right they never want to say that so they just go isn't it kind of croaking that they want some money it's like no nah, don't you say the, the whole pay? sentence right because you because you know what there is more money coming into these people mm-hmm. to not the writers but to these companies so explain to me why it's ridiculous to see your work bring in more money than it was the last time you negotiated but you should come back to the table and say we'll take the exact same deal or worse plus you can replace us with computers no problem as long as the talk show hosts get to do their fucking show and i think in a weird way maybe bill maher was ahead of the curve in this way Drew barrymore is essentially saying the same thing but not saying but with her actions and not to Jim Gaffigan stunned face. So maybe it's the same shit. Maybe they really do think I'm the talent in front of this behind in front of the camera. Fuck everybody. I can do this shit by myself, which is probably the recipe for how you become a star and do a show. But it's also a recipe for you without writers is Stupid. You sound like you sounded in that long ass thread about the Barbie movie where you were obviously talking about the prostitute yeah. you paid that night and her opinion on the movie. Yeah,
2: and nobody looked at and it, nobody edited you it. You ain't have no
1: writers, so mm-hmm. your shit sounded corny.
2: Mm-hmm. You know? You
1: couldn't punch it up,
2: none of that shit. It's
1: reason you don't just freestyle new rules. Right. Uh anyway, uh new rule. Let's open up some presents. Okay, guys. We just want to thank people because some people brought things out to the show uh, it was live unexpected. Show. Yeah, we weren't. Yeah, I didn't even think to that this was gonna happen. Uh, Except one person did say, "I'm bringing something for you," and they did, and I won't say who, but they know who they are, and uh, they know what they brought. Thank you. Uh, but Tanya, W forty two, I believe she got us this Sorrel.
2: Yes, that's your jam.
1: Uh, we we actually have a bottle in there. It's a, from a black-owned company. Um, and um, for some reason, it was supposed to come with um, a note, and it wasn't in there. Mm-hmm. That's why we didn't know who it was from or what to say. That
2: makes sense because we looked at – We was like, I don't
1: know. We were so confused. Another listener who – I we met so many people, I forgot her name, but she brought – this pumpkin spice coffee glass. You can only wash it by hand, Karen. Don't put this in the dishwasher. Okay. But you can only wash this by hand. Um, it's got like a glass straw thing Yeah, she was. The, it says she, pumpkin spice. It's got the Starbucks yeah, looking Yeah, she logo. was the
2: one that says uh, she like a basic bitch gif. I said I'm
1: basic. And then I, so this is perfect. Yes. Um, then we had another fan bring us something. I don't, we haven't even looked in this yet.
4: Mm-mm.
1: Or actually, no, no. I looked in it, but I didn't show Karen. So I don't know. And maybe you looked too. I, I didn't don't. look. I didn't know. So first thing in it is Hot Rod, the Autobot, <gasps> my fave. Oh, we must talk about that at dinner. Now, now, I had this as a kid. I had Hot Rod. I never got Rodimus Prime, ironically. Um, but Hot Rod was the cool car anyway. It was That was my fave. Um, and she also got us this. Now, it's wrapped up in plastic, but you can hang it. It's like a framed thing. I don't know if y'all can read it, but it says Atlanta Tribune.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Pandemic sweeps the country. Deputy Sheriff in critical condition following a shootout, and it's Rick Grimes. It is a walking dead framed like oh. newspaper. Um. And honestly, I saw this, and I, I know what you were doing. I know what you were doing. You're passive aggressive (laughs) i'm not i'm not even mad at you i'm not mad at you you're passive aggressive sweet and you wanted to be like hey when y'all gonna do those fucking recaps again it's been like a year okay we've been waiting forever and i hear you so we started watching the show again mm-hmm. because I liked this gift so much, and it did spark, make my heart grow three sizes. It definitely
2: and gonna hang so, that
1: one up on the wall. Uh, I got to take my notes, of course, and rewatch it. But we will be doing the recaps again because you reminded me that I love The Walking Dead. Yes, I know everybody I hates it. I know everybody moved on. I get it. You're better than us. But for me, I never stopped loving it. I, when it got silly and quote-unquote bad, I liked that it was kind of silly and bad. I still think it's the best depiction of humanity in a crisis that we'll ever have. And it looked no further than the actual fucking pandemic right? to be like, you know what? I don't really think people would do this shit. Me so too. we're gonna finish it out strong. Absolutely. I don't know that we'll be doing Daryl and all that, and, and Dead City. I don't know if we'll be doing that many outs i feel like but we definitely will be doing finish the last the eight main episodes yeah, the, and um the main one. yeah we'll probably do some quick down and dirty recaps behind the paywall for um uh the fear fear to walk a dead this possibly because i think too. it's also their last season it is so but thank you for this passive aggressive beautiful gift oh, that made me go you know what precious. you're right I, this is the kind of stuff i appreciate because if you're gonna be passive aggressive be adorable i love this little collectible thing i'm gonna put this on my wall somewhere so thank you so much everyone thanks for coming out to the live show i don't know when we'll be back uh i care's the one that tries to keep making me work myself to death and won't let ah! me take a break but uh
2: hopefully I'll be voting both
1: ways. hopefully uh you know uh we'll be back soon and uh we'll talk to y'all then thanks for all the feedback thanks for coming to the live show and uh all the compliments on Karen's uh hair. Okay. Thank she you. was in the car like stiff wear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> until, until next time. I love you. I
2: love you too. Mwah. Mwah.
1: Oh, and uh I didn't even see there was a note with this uh Walking Dead uh gift. It says Thank you so much for the years of Thoughtful Insight, Laughter, Bullet Ball, The Walking Dead Recaps, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon Recaps, The Excellent Guests, The Blackout Tips Multiversal Podcast, and most importantly, Karen's Puns. Oh, that's sweet! I wanted to gift you with a special news article along with a reminder of your origins before we were blessed with the great Rodimus Prime. Again, thank you so much. Sonya, aka Miss Barnes
2: so that
1: was who gave this to me sonya oh my god
2: sweet and
1: yes we took the hint walking dead recaps
4: are
2: back yes they are all right now until next time i love you i love you too